welcome. You're listening to I Wanna Believe Radio. Right here on the Paranormal Now Network. And here's your hosts, Dan Holroyd, Bob Penny, and Elmer Poster. I wanna believe. I wanna believe. All right, all right. You're listening to I Want to Believe Radio. We're here on the uh, Paranormal Now Network, um, as well as uh, you can find us on the Unrestricted Radio Network as well. And the Michigan 69 Podcast Network. Yes, we are all over. We have fans from Italy listening to our podcasts and shows. We've got uh, people down in the uh, Ozarks there and uh, listening to our podcasts. As well as uh, we have the frequent Elmer Boster Sasquatch sighting as well. And uh, he's actually with us today. Oh, my gosh. You alive? Yeah. They let me out of the woods. <laughs> Wearing his Godzilla shirt. I like that. But, but folks, we have a, a very special friend and guest uh, tonight. His name is Dr. Michael Lynch. And, uh, man, we like I said, we could do a whole show on his credentials. But I will skip that. But he has been a, a leading parapsychologist for many years probably over 30 years now. He's invested many cases. Um, he's invested things such as ghosts, UFOs, poltergeists, ancient civilizations. I mean, you name it. Uh, and he's today investigated we found, we found it. out Bigfoot. And, and Sasquatch, we found out yeah. today. He just got yeah. back from a um, squatching. And uh, he's been featured in all kinds of uh, television shows, documentaries. Um, we're glad to have him on. Welcome, Dr. Michael Lynch. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm glad to be here. Anytime you guys want to sit and be oh, friendly, I'm, yeah, I'm all for absolutely. that. We talked, we, uh, we talked a little bit last time about, uh, you know, egos in the field. I'm not saying that there are egos in the field, but I'm just saying there, oh, there are certain yeah. people who feel that they're, um, you know, they've done a lot of work and they feel like they need the praise for, for all right. that work. And I'm the kind of guy who just goes out and just keeps my nose to the grindstone stone and keep on working. You just and, do it. And, yeah. And you just, just do, do it. it. But I do it. And Absolutely. I, I was with a couple of people and they said, you know, uh, what's the secret? What's the secret to all this paranormal stuff? And I said, well, there is no secret. The, the only secret is information and that is the only secret. And so if I have something, a tidbit, then, uh, and somebody else has a tidbit, then that's what's valuable. That's the secret of it. But I said, there is just no one secret, you know? And so a lot of people want to believe, you know, they, they say, I want to believe radio or I want to believe in the paranormal right. or foot. They or want to see the Mothman. evidence. Yeah. Yeah. Mothman ghosts, all that stuff. And I, I keep t trying to tell them that it's not a, a it's a form of evidence acquisition. I'm going to ac acquire evidence that I feel will win the case. Right. And right. that is how the paranormal kind of uh, evolves. Okay. So if I get one person seeing the Mothman, maybe they made it up. But if I get a hundred people seeing the Mothman, that's worth an investigation. That's worth to get right. to know what's going on in this small town, uh, Point Pleasant, 
um, uh, Chicago, Detroit. They've seen something like the creature of the Mothman uh, before. There's a new video going out now of this gargoyle type creature climbing this church dome and sitting on top of the cross and then flying off. Um, there are two different viewpoints of uh, two different cell phones of the viewpoints of that. And um, hang on just a second. Well, that's okay. And there's the third know. calling in with the video. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> I'm gonna have to see this video though. It sounds like like the '70s gargoyles movie. I, I just want to see that just because it's simple fact. I love that movie. <laughs> yeah. It, it, well, as as the doctor said, it, it it's a, a very interesting video. I know they've had some people look at it to obviously look at it being phonied, and yeah. they can't they can't distinguish yeah. that it has been. Yeah. It's, right. It's Elmer. You'd love it. It's pretty cool. I tell you what, boys. You give me the location. I'll track it down right on back back of it and i'll fly right on top of the white house say hi to biden and go on down the road <laughs> well a lot of people say that's what needs to happen right uh, you need to drag these crypto creatures into a laboratory so we sit down and um you know go through the dna run tests or whatever Dissect them. and i was just reminding myself about melba ketchum how she right. when she got her uh, little piece of meat and she went through the whole thing and it was uh, supposed to be Sasquatch or Bigfoot DNA or Bigfoot piece of meat. She went through the whole thing and she said that it's 99 or if not 98% human. So in her mind, to shoot a Bigfoot or, or to track Bigfoot is almost like tracking another human being. And so there's several states out there that are called this an endangered species, cryptos right. or endangered species. And then there are others that say, no, they're just a wild animal. When you go out there and hunt them and down shoot them. Yeah. and shoot them. And um, I, the skeptics and the crazy people with a gun get together and say, yeah, that's the only way you can prove this stuff is by dragging it in and putting it on an examination table and we'll do an autopsy. And that's fine uh, if we knew kind of a population and knew what was really going on with Bigfoot. Uh, and if they were just wild, invasive creatures, quote unquote, like right. a deer or, or a kangaroo right. Right. Or, or whatever, then they, we could put a bounty on them and then go out there and do that legitimately. But right. we don't see that there is any overpopulation of Bigfoot. We don't see that there is any overpopulation in any, in any area and they're more migratory. So right. we could have a panther, black bear population uh, increase, and we could go out there and kind of kill them or shoot them. But with Bigfoot, we we don't even know what the population is. Right. We could have a, a million Bigfoot on the earth, you know, from Tibet all the way to Australia, you know, all the way around the world. But we're not sure if they're endangered or not or right. how close they are to us. Now, Melba says they are us, just in a slightly unevolved form. So that means uh, they have similar DNA that we have. They have similar chromosomes. The number is the same. Uh, they have similar attributes. Um, they require, yeah, they require, I got one of those too. I got one of those for Christmas. Um, hold on, hold on. Oh, and Elmer. Uh -oh, because you're Godzilla. sure, bud. Godzilla versus Kong. <laughs> Oh, there you go. There you go. <laughs> and um, so 
So in many people's minds, they should they should have the right to go out and hunt them as if they're any other animal. But in other people's minds now, since evidence is coming out, um, they think that no, we shouldn't shoot them. That'll be just that'll be just like murder, you know. That'll just be right. like murder. It, it wouldn't be uh, is a yeti. Is that a yeti? It is. Cool. Yeah, GI Joe no. Yeti. Sorry. Oh, that's all right. I, I had to add in, and plus he was holding, <laughs> plus he was holding gun barrel coffee, folks. That's one of our sponsors. Go ahead, Doc. But so anyway, um, the way I feel about it is that um, whether it's a Biscardi or uh, Ketchum or whomever is out there uh, tracking, hunting, trying to get DNA, trying to get all this together, we still don't have an active population, and we right. a number, a number for active population, and we still don't have a number of. Um, locations for where they have a domicile. So the, we've always assumed that they've been migratory and that's kind of where we're at. So we have to catch them between locations because they're always moving around. They're always being migratory. So we're, when you when this time of the year, especially in St. Louis and further South, everything's getting ready to the bud, but there's no really fresh uh, berries uh, strawberries is nothing fresh really to eat. So whatever the um, Bigfoot will eat, if he's if he's going to eat meat, he can find it pretty easily. But he cannot find berries, fruits, and things like that, or that are in the wild, like blackberries, strawberries, blueberries, right. things like that. So it's too early for that. So we need to catch them kind of in their migratorial path right now, going from point A to B from where they were hibernating or where they were hanging out for the winter. And then they're going to get back into the summer months where they can actually um, get berries, uh, get blackberries and, and walnuts and all that stuff that normally show up in the summer and fall. And so I, that, I find that interesting that you brought that up, you know, as far as, you know, the food source, because there's been so many reports of, like you said, just, just as, as we are, maybe it's a form of, of humanoid, which I believe it is. Um, and that, uh, there had been reports of people coming across them by accident, feeding on deer, right. eating other animals, and then other others come across them. And that's not the case. They're, they're simply living so on berries and herbivores like, like vegan. Or, yeah. yeah. Herbivores. Yep. And just like humans, I, I find that just amazing because that right there in itself says something. Right. You know, no, it says right. how much it's, more new, like us could you be? Because there's a, there are those of us the, who are herbivores, yeah. vegans, and there are those of us who enjoy that eating is meat. true or, or the area that they live in, you know, where right. uh, meat thrives, you know, or, right. you know, where vegetation thrives. It, you know, it's, and, um, and, and Dr. Lynch, you probably know who it was. I, it, it's escaping me. I'm having a CRS moment. Um, the person that first started talking about migratory uh, trails that you can actually, you can see, you can actually see these things going down through parts of the Midwest and heading out even in, in areas of the East. Um, so I'm glad that you, you kind of think along those lines too. I, I, I'm with you on a lot of the things that you brought up. Um, right. I'm one of those guys that doesn't believe shooting it is, is a thing that needs to be done. No, uh, yeah, because to me, that's old world thinking. Uh, that's stuff that we had to do 20s, 30s, 40s. We have so much evidence. I feel that's been collected. Others do too. And you know how the fight rages within the Bigfoot community. It's right, just right. as bad as the UFO and the ghost community. Oh, um, yeah. But I think that we've captured enough, uh, you know, uh, hair samples and like you said, the meat and other things uh, that have shown that there's obviously something out there. 
And it seems to be more human than it does just something that runs around thoughtless, you know, just traveling. It obviously is smart enough to avoid us. Right. And I think if it has similar genes that we have, then it's going to make the similar decisions with uh, shelter, warmth, food, um, placement. Am I next to water? Am I next to a grain field or wherever? And there was always some talk about uh, bears. How do bears keep up their muscle mass when there is very little food for a bear to eat? Well, we found out that bears eat moths, and these are big, fat moths and and uh, caterpillars. And the bears will actually go through rocks and foliage looking for this in order to eat them uh, to keep up their muscle mass. So when they don't have enough fish or other game, they will turn to insects. And I really feel that's what Bigfoot is doing. He's turning to grub worms, worms, uh, moths, uh, anything he can get his hands on uh, in the winter months um, to eat. Now, you'll start, if you start watching the press, you'll start seeing stuff from Mississippi, Alabama, Louisiana, uh, more Bigfoot, because that's becoming more and more spring and more and more vegetation is coming available. Um, There's going to be a little bit less movement of deer and things like that. But um, yeah, from my point of view, insects can give you just as much good fat content uh, than sitting down and having a steak, you know, for protein, protein value. You can get just as much out of insects as you can um, a steak. So when they can't find one thing, they'll go on to the next. So if they can't find a deer, they'll settle for something else. If they can't find that, they'll, they'll work their way around their diet till they can find so they can find something. And I think that's very interesting because if you have a nomadic um, person or or tribe that is nomadic, they're moving around because they know that where they're going, there will be foodstuffs or shelter where they're going. So they'll make this pattern. And the American Native Indians were the best at doing that. And then they had the summer, their summer um, grounds like up north. And then they had their winter grounds, which are down south. So they would actually, in the, in the summertime, they would go up north a little bit further, then they'd come back in this, and they'd make this one big loop. And I really feel uh, kind of down deep that that's really what's happening as well, except for, now I know I'm gonna get in trouble for this. So I'm gonna throw up a disclaimer right now. I have no affiliation with David Pilates um, or, or the Missing 411 Project, but, but, he has several maps of where people would disappear uh, around America. And he actually goes and investigates some of these locations. Well, on his maps, if you take a look at his maps, and it's really America, you can overlay that, his disappearances of people, and overlay that with Bigfoot sightings. And you will not believe they're within a mile difference. The radius, the range, of where people disappear permanently and never come back are in the same sphere of influence as Bigfoot sightings. Right. What yeah. Yeah. Or, or they, yeah. they suffered some sort of trauma and right. they're found miles away where they couldn't at all traverse and right. stuff stuff's laid out, you know, folded sometimes. It's the weirdest damn thing. You're right. And I remember how David used to steer away from that for the longest time. And now, it's kind of part of the formula. I think he he turned a corner. Um, I don't keep up with a lot of the stuff. I still catch it every so often, but 
you know, he's made a comment here and there. He refused to engage 100%, which I can understand, but he, he alludes, he alludes to some of that, you know, and some of these missing no, and really, Nat Native Americans, doctor, right. Didn't they report, they've reported for hundred years that this creature had done that, that it would come into camps and steal children and women and sometimes sure. men. So Food. hello. Yeah. Yeah. Right. When, when the Mayan Indians started mass producing corn, they mass produced it so much that they actually ended up trading with it, almost like a secondary currency. So if they didn't have hides to trade or, or, or uh, you know, obsidian arrowheads or something to trade, they would trade with corn. Well, they would also have to grow corn. So they would plant the corn, harvest it, and they could dry it and go on from there. Lo and behold, we found many, many Bigfoot in cornfields. And they're eating corn just raw or in its last final stages uh, right out of the cornfields. So I think corn, like a lot of things, is one of the staples of their diet, like uh, the Asians with rice and Americans with potatoes. Uh, it, corn becomes a, a transportable uh, delicacy that they can take with them or they can eat it right there in the field and no one's going to bother them. And right. uh, you get up around Iowa that's all they have is children of the corn up there. It's just massive amounts of corn being grown in the fields. So um, that's, that's another, that's an amazing thing. I'm sure some of us have children of the corn in our families. <laughs> I think so. I've, got, I've got Malachi living right behind me here. So yeah. Yeah. You got one right behind you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I've yeah. got a cornfield in the backyard. Um, yeah. Someone so said, uh, you know, either you have the children of the damned, which live or live in a village, you know, <laughs> Right, the cornfields, and it's like I think right. I've seen both. I th I've seen both now, but uh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, so do you see um, that Sasquatch? Do you see them using humans or, or using us as a food source? No, I mean, you know, in some of the not not at all. So then you think that yeah. just maybe some of these disappearances are linked uh, supernaturally, whether it's a, a you know lost time or whether it's yeah. related to ET. Um, there's some similarities there, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Now, if you want to take a look at the Bermuda Triangle, the Bermuda Triangle is full of interesting things. Uh, the issue there is it's in the middle of the water. But what right. if we had time gates or portals that could open and close on land? And, uh, and or this is where they're – let me just take the next step – this is where they're dropping off Bigfoot and they're picking up a couple of human beings, you know, and not taking them back or, or something's going wrong with them. But in several cases that David Pilates has done is very interesting because you have all the artifacts, the accoutrements, the backpack, the GPS, the, the tennis shoes, you know, the, the life jacket, you, you have all this stuff. But where's right. the body? The body is missing. And when right. they do find a part of a body, they um, they run the DNA test and they can pretty well much, that's it. But 90% of the time, there is no, there is no body. There is no body to be found. There's nothing to be found. As if they just walked off the face of the earth. Now, there are many um, former uh, instances where this takes place. And the most famous was when a guy walks off his front porch, uh, I think it's up in Illinois someplace, and he walks out 
and his family can see him. He walks out into the field and then just slowly vanishes. And then they go out and look for him and they call his name and they hear him yelling back, yeah. but they do not this. they do not right. see him. And that was the first one. That was like in the 30s or the 50s or something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah, that that story actually made Readers Digest when they were oh, yeah. when they did a, yeah. a section on strange disappearances. Right. Strange crazy. Yeah. yeah. And so David's not really the you know the first to have experienced this but he is one of the first to uh narrow it down now he was for 10 years or if not longer a mufon investigator an investigator from mufon so he does have the ufo side and the crypto side you know back and forth so he's got these maps of america and if you look really really close to where those he says those people have vanished is very, very close in the past 10 or 15 years where they have sighted Bigfoot or clans of Bigfoot in those areas. And there's this place down on the border of Arkansas and Oklahoma, which is a national park. And that's where a lot of people have disappeared. And sure enough, that's where there's a lot of Bigfoot being seen. And there's one notorious story of a dentist and I talked to him and he went out with Jiffy Pop popcorn and would cook it outside on his campfire. And then he would pour the Jiffy Pop into a big cup. Then he would take butter and he would put the butter on the cup and on the popcorn. Well, he would just leave it and go off his merry way, you know, uh, doing whatever, fishing or doing whatever. And then uh, he'd come back and he would see the cup was, you know, knocked over, all the popcorn's gone. And then he'd take that cup and he went and had it fingerprinted. And the fingerprints on there are like humongous. They're like, I don't know how you say it, but the humongous hands. As if it, it grabbed the cup for an instance and then ate all the popcorn and then just dropped the cup. And so it, there are fingerprints of Bigfoot, you know, done by people on vacation. You know, there's footprints of Bigfoot and people have just stumbled across them. There is that uh, park ranger, uh, Mr. Friedman, and his videos are on YouTube. And he, you know, prayed to God for 10 years so that he could videotape a Bigfoot. And when he did, man, it shocked the hell out of him. And right. he said, I'll never, I'll never hunt these things again. I'll never do <laughs> right. it again. Yeah, I remember and so, seeing that. Yeah. So when uh, the skeptics come out to play, and they look at this and and they'll see the same thing I'm seeing and they'll say, oh, that's just, you know, that's made up or whatever. That's some guy in a suit. I, I look at the reaction of the people, the psychological profile of the reaction of the people, and they're under some type of hysterical trauma, meaning they can't understand. I mean, they see what they see, but they don't. They can't understand it. They can't process it. They can't understand it or right, don't right. realize the, the importance of it all. And so Ooh. that's where that's where the parapsychologists come in and say, no, you're not, you know, instead of saying, oh, you're crazy, yeah. take two of these. <laughs> uh, I come in and say, no, you're not crazy because you got everything on video. Right. And right. not only was it on video, it was excellent. Uh, footprints, hair samples and video of a yeah. family moving through the woods. And like I said, um, don't wish. I mean, if you wish for something and you get it, be happy. But right. then stop right there. Yeah, don't, be prepared. You know, be, go, yeah, think yeah. about it. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, Jeff Meldrum, doc, Dr. Jeff Meldrum has said for years, you know, how much more proof do we need? And, and I know he has one of the, um, one of the famous uh, footprints, or maybe it's a palm print. It's got the, you might remember, doctor, it's got, it's got the inline of, of the lines on your hand and fingerprints. Yeah. Striations. Yeah. I mean, that, that just blew me out of the water and, right. you know, Les Stroud himself has finally come out of the woodwork and he's doing a series because he said, you know, because the network wanted to keep it hush hush uh, yeah. about all these run-ins he was having with these creatures and his stuff is, it's a little slow, but it's still amazing. And he says the same thing. It's gotta be this human thing because of the interaction and the things that it does. And he believes he's, yeah. he's out there uh, looking. It doesn't take much. Uh, when you get out into the field, when you, it doesn't take much to get out in the field and realize, okay, one, <clears throat> we're not designed for this planet. We just, you know, we're just not designed to be here. And two is it takes somebody more rough and, and ready to go in order to really live on this planet and a Bigfoot fits that bill perfectly. You know, he has strong, thick skin. He has lots of hair. He can stay warm. He can eat a wide variety of foods. Um, he's carnivorous as well as uh, herbivore. So there's a lot of things that Bigfoot can do that uh, should shock us. Should not, well, it shouldn't shock us. It should surprise us to a little bit. So let's just say, um, uh, this is an ideal planet for different species. So if I wanted to bring them here and put them under some type of protection or a conservation area, the earth would be the perfect build for that. But for well, humans to be here, it's not really best suited. For them. I mean, we've adapted over time, but all you do is watch Naked and Afraid for 30 minutes and go, gee whiz, we don't belong on this planet. I mean, we're getting eat up. Right. Sunburn, we're getting, you know, we're getting all the bugs stuff. in your private parts. <laughs> and what the hell are you doing out there, Bob? <laughs> Bob's you apparently know. had bugs in his private parts. No, no, so that was uh, um, I the work out season. The oh, yeah, I remember. There was, that. There was a girl yeah. that like quit the show because of it. Yeah. 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 Well, well yeah, doc, I think she's doc, doing her phone. <laughs> <laughs> The doctor's right. You know, not to change the subject, and, and it's kind of it's in the same area for me. Uh, the recent discovery of the uh, human finger bones alongside uh, dinosaur bones. Yes. And you're talking about this Sasquatch, Bigfoot, uh, so many names we have for this this creature. Yeah. Um, it's probably been here from, from the dawning of time. But that in itself, too, blew me away. Like I said, you have a... I know you and I talked, Doctor, when when we did the show uh, about how science has its has invented its own religion, where some people just will refuse to accept anything new. Uh, they right. won't go outside the box. Right. But yeah, this whole Sas Sasquatch thing. There's just so many, and it's in every. I literally, there's got to be a version of this in every culture, every country. Uh, at least when I watch some of these shows, and it's yeah. how could it not be real? How could it yep. not be real? Yeah. So so. Um, let's kind of, we'll step out of the, uh, well, we'll just say that, let's just say this all goes under the paranormal heading. Okay. So let's just assume for a second that we did have at one time large primates, uh, like Gigantopithecus or yeah. even the, the great apes of Africa, the giant great apes, which are no longer because they've been killed 
out of existence. Um, you know, if we look at some of these other um, species very close to us, they are not necessarily animals. They're, they're more like us than any other species. Okay. So now we get another species, which is more like us than the, than them. And even though they may have more chromosomes, they're more like us than they are the chimpanzees or the orangutans or um, the, um, the, the gorillas. But the skunk ape in Florida is often recognized and pointed out as being an orangutan. Right. Now, if you want to go into the, the netherworld here, there is an auction house I know of personally that sells exotic creatures. So if you want to pet uh, chimpanzee, if you want to pet monkey, if you want to pet uh, bobcat, whatever, you can go down to these auction houses and get one. Okay, they're not tame, they're wild animals. But the idea is that you can tame them or have them tamed. tamed. And what it is, is a lot of people get these animals until they grow up to a certain age. Right. And then they're so frustrating. Can't handle they can't them. them anymore. So instead of sending them off to a zoo retirement community, they just let them escape. And then they say, well, we'll let the ASPCA uh, deal with it. And that's the problem is that people go out to buy these animals as luxury gifts to themselves right. to say, hey, how cool it would be for me to have a rhesus monkey laying around the house, um, you know, somebody to play poker with. But the idea is that once they reach a certain age, they're normally they normally run off or are released. So therefore, you we could have we could have chimpanzees, uh, exotic cats, exotic primates off into the woods like Florida and Mississippi and Alabama and all these other places and Missouri. And they could be roaming around and we not even know about it until we stumble across a footage on a trail cam that actually says, oh man, that looks like a chimpanzee. That doesn't look like a Bigfoot. Or, hey, that looks like a bobcat. That's not a wild cat or domestic cat that's gone feral. It's, a, it's an actual bobcat. And a lot of these people are getting these through underground outlets. Okay, I don't advise it. I don't advise it because they are wild animals and they will turn on you in a second. Uh, look at the guys in Las Vegas, uh, Sigvit, Fried, and Roy. Yeah, right. And white tiger kind of thing. And it did attack one of them. And no matter how long you've been around it, no matter how tame you think it is, it's still a wild animal. And it will respond to the like. And you, no matter how you try to humanize them, they 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 are not human. They're, they're not even close to that. So your, your priorities are totally different than its priorities. And so it could run off and it could be just loose. Now, how long will it live? Don't know. But could they be in the atmosphere or in the environment? Yes, absolutely, absolutely, 100%. And that's the other thing, too. Man has, over time, become a daytime creature, not a nocturnal one. He's become a daytime creature. So he needs the sun to see and to hunt. And, because he's a planter-gatherer now, he's not, so he's not the hunter. So um, so we don't go out into the night. We don't know about these animals, which are becoming more nocturnal as we speak. So one, one moment you would say, my dog never would go outside. And then the next day he runs off and you see him a couple of weeks later and he's totally a nighttime creature. He's totally something different. If you take a domestic pig 
and you release him down to the foothills of Arkansas, in a few months, he'll turn into a feral boar. Uh, oh, I thought you were going to go with a, a wife, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> he, wow. You know, they'll become a feral boar, and they'll have tusks, and they'll look somewhat different. So a little bit of freedom, even around a domesticated animal, is, is going to turn out wild and feral just because that's its nature. It's in its DNA to do well, that. I think what you're saying, too, it lends a lot of credence only to the fact that People thought that alligator thing uh, was this giant urban legend for the longest time. Same with the python legend. Right. And right. then they found them in New York sewers. And mm -hmm. people were like, even up here in Michigan, there's been pythons found. And they're like, how can it live through winter? Well, it found a way because they discovered them in a few spots. Nature so, will find a way. Yeah. yeah. I mean, look at those pythons over on Bob. I mean, just look at those big muscles he got. Look at those pythons. <laughs> look at those pythons. Wow. Good guns. Good guns. And the show is off the rails. There we go, folks. <laughs> All but, right. Uh, that's why we're wearing the vest. Uh, well, you know, I, yeah, I got yeah. a third in because, Michael, you know, I'm going to throw you like 360, and this is going to make you think a lot more because you know how you and me are. Yeah. All right. So we're talking about hibernation, all that stuff, right? All right, we're right. gonna go John Keel route. You know what that okay. is, right? Kind of. So yes. Basically, basically, you know, you you pointed out the fact that you know the UFOs and Bigfoot kind of coincide, right? Yeah, they overlap. Right. They overlap. Yeah. Yes. All right. right. Now here's something to really think about. Okay. Whenever the Mothman sightings was going on, that was West Virginia's biggest UFO flap in history. Okay. All yes. right. The before. The Mothman was actually seen in Point Pleasant. Okay, you had led up from Bandit, which was the dog that went missing about a hundred miles away from Salem, West Virginia. Okay, all right, keep that in mind about the dog. All right, then you come up a week before you have Inger Cold that lands on seventy-seven in between Parkersburg and um, let's see, I think it was Parkersburg and Charleston, West Virginia. Then yeah. you had the Mothman sightings. So you mm -hmm. have all these UFO, different UFO sightings, right? Right, right. And then magically a big flying creature appears. Okay. Now, if you look at a lot of the maps of, you know, UFO sightings and Bigfoot sightings, they all, they, they do coincide. Here's my theory. Whenever the UFOs do appear, okay, mm -hmm. they make a ripple between dimensions. Okay. So yeah, they can come in and out. See, I don't think they hibernate. What I think they do is I think they follow that ripple. They find like the next location the UFO goes. This happens. The ripple happens. They sneak back in. Kind of like how a lot of people say, you know, oh, well, I shot a Bigfoot, but I can't. I don't have the body. Right. Okay. You're well, you body. know, I can shoot a bear and I'm going to have that body. Right. 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 It's going to be pissed off whenever you shoot it the first time, but you're going to have to take him down a couple more times. Right. That's right. Yeah. So, you know, you're going to have that interaction. So it's not bothered by gunshots, just like, you know, dogmen or werewolves or whatever you want to call them. Right. They get shot at unfazed. Now, if I'm being shot at, I'm going to have a reaction. I'm going to run. I'm going to be pissed off. I'm going to go after it. Or I'm dead. Why right. isn't there any 
you know, bodies of, you know, these hunters that says, hey, I shot one of these things and, you know, or, hey, I hit this damn thing with a car. Right. And trust me, you know, all these, Mm -hmm. you would have a body no matter what. I mean, I've hit many a deer in the last five years and there's been a body. (laughs) All right. So, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Where, where's the body? Whether it be human or cryptid, um, where's where's the body? Now, a, a girl uh, published a book. I, I'm sorry, I can't remember the name of it. But she published a book called, the, it was like the dark side of the paranormal. And as where she was being uh, picked up, you might say, she was being picked up by UFOs. And at the same time, the UFOs were picking up certain females and they were eating them and she was picked up to be eaten somehow but yet then she, she got away from it um then i then if you ever listen to phil schneider give a talk he gives a couple of talks on youtube he's dead now but he said that there were six or eight maybe maybe eight different species in our galaxy that love parts of our brain and one is the adrenaline uh, factor and some of the thyroid, but they really get off on it. And if we have more fear, if we are very afraid, our adrenaline starts pumping through our entire bodies. Well, the, the thing is, is the more it pumps, the more afraid we are, the more they think our brains are delicacies and they end up eating uh, people. But they before they do that, they run them through a special fright fest in order for these people to become as frightened as possible before they're killed and and consumed so i not met these aliens um but in the book ran for president like the last time because i don't want to be on no hit list you know that's right right but you know easily from new york took out Anyone beat me to it? Cheap. I was going to say it's a good thing that they, they don't consider delicacy as actually being smart because more than half right. the population of the world right now would be safe. Well, so we know Virginia is going to be Absolutely. just fine, so we're all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yep. So it's not um, necessarily zombies looking for brains. It's now uh, extraterrestrials and um, serving man, right? Twilight Zone serving oh, man. Yeah. Serving oh, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah, it's uh, straight, straight out of the Twilight Zone. When Phil Schneider said this, I really was hesitant about it because the Earth and the solar system, I say, is under the watchful eye of the Pleiadian Council. So there's really no extraterrestrials that should be coming here, not unless they have the blessing or the permission or whatever from the Pleiadian Council. But there, there might be, quote unquote, I'm not saying, there might be a few that just slip in from time to time, get a snack, and go go on and then that's why there's no bodies that's why these people are missing is because they've either been uh, uh abused or eaten now uh, david pilates on his missing 411 draws this connection that a lot of them are norwegian they're scandinavian they have a german last name they have blonde hair blue eyes a fair yeah, like, fair complexion like, yeah like thor, thor. Yeah, very much like Thor. And then these yeah. people are abducted and their bodies are found. Uh, they'll, they'll found, you know, face down in a river 
they'll be found, um, you know, like their bodies have decomposed for several years when they've just been missing for a couple of months. Um, they'll find them in the, in the oddest places as if they've been dropped from a higher location into yeah. a ravine or something like this. Um, a lot of it would just make no sense, except if you're throwing away trash. If I'm throwing away trash, guess where I'm going to throw it? Out the window. I'm just going to, you know, I'm driving down alongside the road and I got a, you know, can of soda, a beer, whatever, and I'm just going to drink it and chuck it. And that's exactly the way I see these bodies being. Wow. Um, that's pretty, uh, pretty, that's brutal. That's I know it's kind of grim. No, but, it's an interesting But that's the psychological, now, you know, that's the profile that I'm really you, seeing is that, you, yeah. You brought up Phil Schneider. Now, he's the one that they think he was murdered, correct? Well, yes. yes and Phil, Phil was also the one that had the encounter, went to the underground, right. ended up having a, a shootout with one of them and got wounded. That's all um, great. Yeah, so I'm, I'm all about Phil. I, I think he was really on to something. And he I was the one that actually had, like, was in the – UN wasn't he? And he was like underground. There was like different species of aliens. Yeah, they sent him down there. Yeah, and yeah. He came across one, and they ended up shooting it out with each other. And uh, who was it? A green beret or somebody rescued him and well, brought him back up. If you yeah. remember, he didn't have no hands. Like like his hands was all mangled up because he only yeah. had a couple fingers. He fingers, and he had yeah. this scar on his chest yeah. where he where said this beam hit him. Uh, where this ray gun yeah. moron or some type of ray hit him and just blew him straight out. So it, it it's like microwaves. It created so much heat inside of his his own tissue that it blew outward. Blew it out like a yeah, like being electrocuted. Crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, um, another thing I wanted to hook hook into this because when you're talking about you know let's say they've used these these people uh, for food sources and then they just kind of threw them out. Do you think maybe there's a connection with Dyatlov Pass that maybe instead of this whole military thing that happened to these these students that did you know because what you described is so similar because they had injuries and things that just do not concur with like animal you know eating them after the fact or and one of them had broken bones two of them did as if they'd been in car accidents which right. would almost you'd think that either something slammed into them or they were dropped from very high amounts of of uh distance you think the there's a connection yeah, well, yeah. The there's several connections. One is David Pilates doesn't want to get into it, but the idea is the post mortem wounds and bruising versus the the um, whether or not you know you're alive and you get a bruise. So if I'm alive and I get hit and I and I get a bruise, someone hits me or knocks me out, I get a bruise. There's blood circulation in those areas. There's yeah. uh, broken you know capillaries, whatever, and. That's all determined. But when you die, you can tell whether or not you have, it was post-mortem or pre-mortem um, death. So in the autopsy reports, a lot of people will go to David and say, okay, this is what I did not write down. And that a lot of it is post-mortem. So meaning that their bones were fractured or, or they were dropped. And the, the, but the lividity is the key. Okay. So, um, let's say you take a case where a person dies and they fall down. Okay, so if I lay in my right, let's say I'm on my left side. If I fall down on my left side, all my blood over time goes to that left side. And right. so, you know, it's lividity. It's this, the motion of my blood, where does it settle? In some of these cases, it doesn't, it's not settled. 
the the there's they it's as if they've been suspended mm -hmm. in some type of animation or some type of weightlessness because their their blood and body is yeah, yeah, some pool. Uniform, yeah. Their blood yeah. Is yeah. throughout their body. But if you die here on earth and you fall over, the blood goes to the lowest point of the body. Right. And David Pilates would come out and say, Well, these guys didn't have any of that. You know, so were they in a weightless atmosphere when they died and then they were dropped? And then that's why you don't have this situation or, you know. That's why that's why I think Elmer's question has a lot of validity to it, as does some of the things you're putting out here, because what what would be the other explanation? There's right. there is none. And some of these areas are almost, like I said, they're almost impossible to get to at times. And, and a lot of the, the findings have been by mistake. Um, as David points out many times that they've already searched that area about, you know, anywhere from three to 16 times. And then miraculously in that same spot, there's a hiker and then he finds remains or he finds the clothes. And it just it stymies my mind. It, uh, and I know we're due for a break, Bob. Did you want to take a quick break? Yeah, um, I guess now is a good time to take a break. Um, this is kind of a fascinating uh, um, oh, show here talking about deviation. It, oh, man, deviation. always. <laughs> I mean, my mind is blown, you know. So, um, yeah, let's take a break. Um, you guys are listening to I Want to Believe Radio here on the Paranormal Now uh, Michigan um, 69 Podcast Radio Network as well as the um, unrestricted, or I'm sorry, unrestricted paranormal network that we unrestricted are featured radio. on. Yep. Unrestricted yep. radio. There we go. Yeah. Um, do yourselves a favor, guys. Go to unrestricted radio. Download the download the app and start listening. Uh, Bob and I, the show. You're listening to us right now tonight, Sunday yep. night. Uh, it's nine o'clock. You should be here if you're listening to us. That's where you're at. So check Absolutely. us out there. Also support our sponsors, HendersonCastle.com. We want to thank. Francois uh, Moyer for uh, sponsoring the network. Uh, his donation has been put to good use as far as uh, paying for some of the resources that uh, I'm using here for this network. And uh, we want to thank our friends wearing the hat. Those of you who are in audio can't see this, but I'm wearing my gun barrel coffee hat. Now, you, you've had the rest. Drink the best. Gun barrel <laughs> coffee. I, I got to get all of you guys we, a hat. Yeah, we, we all absolutely. need a hat. coffee mug so we can hold it up. We need yeah, some coffee. Yeah, like I want to be a, I want to be a franchise. Um, I'm working yeah. on it. I'm working on it. Spread the wealth, man. Spread the wealth. Yeah, like, right. really, you know. You have <laughs> my like, promise. I'm over here, like in the middle of the woods, working and stuff, and I hear you are drinking coffee. And Elmer, you have, well, tonight I'm doing water, but uh, you have my promise, Elmer, Doctor Lynch, uh, Bob, that I will get you each a bag of coffee. So anybody who's watching this, if they catch this, even though it's supposed to be private, it might go live. This is Gun Barrel Coffee, Batavia, Illinois, folks. It's run by veterans, roasted by veterans. Uh, there are sales proceeds, a dollar from each bag uh, that is sold. They also do K-Cups, a whole different array. Bourbon mixes. They have an officer's blend that has bourbon in it, and I've got to try that. Proceeds go to help veteran administration efforts to help out the vets and, and of course, against the uh, suicide. And before we go into music, sorry I, I ran with this, Bob, but um, no, no, we all know that suicide is a thing that happens. Um, I know Bob and I knew a gentleman here uh, for a couple of years uh, that we had investigated his haunted theme park. And uh, unfortunately, um, from what we understand, uh, he became a victim of his own suicide. And so I wanted to let everybody know that you're not alone out there. If you're ever feeling that way, please dial 1-800-273-8255. 
1-800-273-8255. You're not alone. I've been there myself. The, you know, uh, I, I'll speak very openly about it. You're not alone. Absolutely. And, and, and these are tough times that we're, we're experiencing right now with COVID. Um, just, you know, being away <laughs> from family or being locked up in our houses and just not able to have, uh, you know, some normalcy. I, I know we're starting to go back to some normalcy, but uh, yeah, no, it's a really tough time. So yeah, guys, please listen to Dan and, 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 and take heed to that number that he's giving you. If you have any thoughts at all, please call that, that helpline. So with that, we will be back. You are listening to I Want to Believe Radio, and we'll be back. Every 30 minutes, another innocent person is killed due to a drunk driver. My best friend. My brother. My poor grandchild. My sister. My father. My husband. My mom. <laughs> my mommy. Well, I've been Stop these tragedies before they happen. Don't drink and drive. Take a stand. Take a stand. Take a stand. Like my brother did, when he wouldn't take no for an answer. Like my wife did, when she asked the right questions. Like my friend did, when she made the call. You stood by us when we were in uniform, so stand by us now. Take a stand for those who served our country. If you're a veteran in crisis, or no one who is, the Confidential Veterans Crisis Line is here for you. Call 1-800-273-8255 and press 1. Chat at veteranscrisisline.net or text 838-25. You're getting you down? You got those broken down car blues? Well, I got an idea for you. Go check out Ed's Basic Car. Yeah, Ed's Basic Car. They sell used cars at fair prices. Half down in any car over $1,000 Plus, the DMV fees get you into the car. After that, you will make weekly or bi-weekly payments until it's paid off. No credit checks. All are approved. Go see Todd or Kathy or Paul over at Ed's Basic Car. Ed's Basic Car is located at 2460 South Sprinkle Road in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Or you can give Todd a call at 269-488-2806. Ed's Basic Car, they're there for you. Hey, you listening to this podcast, I've got a message for you. If you've drank the rest, now drink the best. Gun Barrel Coffee. We are the Gun Barrel Coffee Incorporated team. We are united by the love of coffee, guns, freedom, and America. What started as a hobby has turned into a high-quality home-roasted coffee enjoyed by family, friends, and now the public. We are proud to donate a portion of our proceeds to the organizations who support those who serve, those who protect and defenders of our rights and freedom. Accept no other substitutes. You've had the rest. Now drink the best. Gun Barrel Coffee. You can find the guys at GunBarrelCoffee.com. They're gonna rip it off 
right, folks, you're listening to I Want to Believe Radio here on the Unrestricted Radio Network. And Elmer's shaking his head. We went nowhere. We're we're here. Yeah. In the, we're here in the studio. <laughs> this is Elmer's a canned podcast. So yeah, Elmer's wow, it's like a work break. <laughs> like, what? It's like yep. a work break, man. It's like, oh no, you peed. Okay, you're good. <laughs> yeah, you're good. You had your lunch break. Get back to work. Doctor Lynch is, of course, yeah. in his you office. Have a cup of well. coffee, and then you know you're jacked up, and yeah. you go back. That's oh, right. yeah, I didn't get any coffee, you know, it's just like, oh, you're back. You know, just don't even look at it. <laughs> you didn't have time to get it. Sorry. Supposedly uh, that coffee's so strong too that it'll make you grow hair on your in places I can't even mention. Only Sasquatch <laughs> will know. That's only, only Sasquatch will know. Watch. <laughs> well, I guess Sasquatch is watching. Yeah. <laughs> We're in <about to> trouble. <laughs> No, uh, um, you know, Dr. Lynch, um, if I could just uh, throw a question at you, and I'm not sure if you have much of a theory on this, but, you know, the, the Russian Bigfoot incident uh, that killed nine students oh, yes. um, yeah. about yeah. 60 yeah, years ago there at the yeah. uh, Dyatlov uh, Pass, what's your theory on that? Do you think they were actually killed by a Yeti, or do you, uh, do you think it might have been, you know, related to possible ET or yeah. something else? Um no, it was Yeti, but the the problem is it's never happened in a well, it may have happened in America. Okay, right. people's dogs get killed all the time. Right. Um they get they get taken and killed by cougars and bobcats and and uh, other wild creatures, you know. So um to say the Yeti is more aggressive than his counterpart, the Sasquatch or Bigfoot is you know it's kind of right on the edge there but right. are they territorial now that's the that's the question if the if the if the yeti is territorial and those kids were in his territory and i don't care if it was a foot or 50 yards or 100 right. yards the yeti is going to respond going to react the time that um the yeti did it was exactly when i would suggest it was at night as a nocturnal it attacked anything that moved. And that was the other thing too. Parts of the bodies were ripped out. They all suffered dehydration. Yep. Um, Ran out without their clothes on. Right, cut, right. Cut, cut themselves out from the inside of their tents. Now, even the uh, best of Russians would not go out in that snowstorm without a bottle of vodka. Oh, oh no. Right. <laughs> See what I'm saying? You used to have your vodka. Yeah, absolutely. They, they had no vodka in their hands. They, they were not, they had not any alcohol in their system. So whatever happened, they um, see. That's not, that doesn't make any sense. The the Yeti would have to be territorial. He would have right. to be territorial in order for this conflict to take place. Now, when other people have gotten in, like in America, when we've gotten into territories of the Yetis, what do they first do? They throw rocks. Rocks, yeah. Mm -hmm. They right. they do sounds. Try to They'll scare throw them off. Sticks or whatever. They'll do the whoop whoop or whatever. Um, there is a warning, uh, an indicator of warning, okay? So in the Yeti thing, okay, either those kids were clueless of what was attacking them or that they needed more, um, they needed a gun, they needed protection because they, they were just, seemed like they were just clueless on what was really going on. Um, whether, okay, Okay, if, if I'm attacked, if I'm attacked by Elmer down there, if I'm attacked, I'm going to look at Elmer and say, okay, what does he have? 
You know, does he have a Walmart bag or does he have a handgun? I have to assess that. And then the other thing is, too, is that can I get away from Elmer? Can I just run away? Can I run uh, hide? Or do I have to attack Elmer? So let's say they didn't attack. So that means there was no defense. And so whatever this thing was just had total control over everything. Right upon them, yeah. Ran them down, beat them up. Yep. Oh, yeah. Tore the tongue out of one woman because she was screaming yep. so much. And the right? eyes, yeah. Yeah, and the eyes, you know. And, so and, all- and doctor, it's, it's crazy because that thing still haunts me. You know, I saw one of the first, which I thought was very, one of the better documentaries done right. on it. And they were not trying to use that as the only explanation. But, you know, Russians coming out here recently trying to say they finally explained it. I don't believe anything they ever say. Uh, to begin with, we should all be cautious of that anyway. But right. these were experienced students, by the way. The, you know, these students were people who had gone on these trips before and in other places that were just as remote. And they knew what to look for. They knew how to plan. They knew how to watch themselves. So you've got to put that in the factor. And as you said, they were chased because they all went off in separate directions with hardly any clothes on. Uh, two of them looked as if their hands were torn to shreds because they tried to get up a tree to get away from something. You're not going to do that. Let's say military is chasing you. You think going up a tree is going to save you from Russian military with guns? Because they they tried to throw the story in there that they had witnessed some rocket test and the military killed them all. It's like, no, they're getting up the tree because something large is hunting them down. Absolutely. They're trying to get away. You know, it's crazy. Um, now there is some things in the uh, in the autopsy report that they did not disclose, and some things were thrown out. But at the same time, if you look at the oddity of the people that live there, there's two things that stand out. One is they see lights in the sky at night. Yep. So let's say that's UFOs. It's not rockets. Yeah. Let's say that's UFOs. Two is there's Yeti or Bigfoot in the area. Now. The weird part about this whole thing is, is that every Bigfoot in America or Sasquatch, once they see a human, they turn right around and then they they walk away. Even if they're coming straight at you, they will stop. And if they notice you, they'll stop and they'll they'll turn and walk away. So they don't want to have any confrontation. They're non-confrontational. That's why they're so easy to kill. But the deal is, is that in that case, the Yeti became very confrontational confrontational um uh over what over what was right. it temporary was it was it food supply i don't get it it was or did the yeti just have a bad day that day i i have no idea but for the yeti to attack to attack with more than one maybe and to do what it did with those students not only shows a plan of attack a plan of intelligence right that that is not found in any other thing but chimpanzees. Uh, Jane Goodall constantly stated that chimpanzees could communicate, and they did go on war parties down to another tribe and oh, yeah. the males one by one where they could have claim to the females. So, you know, is, is this what's happening? Is this what the, the Yeti thought, that um, they were encroaching upon this property and they had the right to rebel and, and things like that? Or was it just, uh, you know, misidentified? It was just some group of kids that did not have any protection. There was no guns. There was no flares. There was nothing there 
that to me sounded it was like a professional ex expedition. There's nothing. Right. There was nothing there but what they brought with them, and what they brought yeah. was basically clothes, a little bit of food, and the tents, and every and everything else was just uh, you know a, a lantern, a book, yeah, yeah. you know stuff of, that just on a would, ski trip to right. just relax yeah. and do what they do and then come home. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, it was more honestly. like a spring break vacation. Let's go down right. to the beach and yada yada yada. Well, if you go down to the beach and you're attacked by a shark. That's just kind of timing, you know. That's right. just, that's just but, you timing. Know, honestly, like that case almost mm -hmm. reminds me of some of those UFO sightings where they actually had contact and they said like some of the creatures, like some of the aliens actually had like some kind of like metal type glove. And it was like, like not really like Wolverine, more like Freddy Krueger type style. And, you know, honest, honestly, like to me, that doesn't sound like a Yeti. Or Bigfoot, like you said, Lynch, right. they would just turn away. They don't want right. no confrontation. So, so to so, me, that almost seemed like like it was more intelligent. It knew to take the tongue out. It knew to make the claw marks from inside out. Right. And you know, it that's more I hate to say this, you know, because I don't want to like downgrade anybody's, you know, research or anything, but to me an animal isn't going to think like that. It's going to be messy. It's going to be violent. It's right. not going to be precise. It's not going to be educated. These things ran like right. what? Nine yeah. kids, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So nine kids. So you got to have nine yetis. How in the hell are you going to misplace nine yetis coming at you? You're going to hear that coming. So well, you're making a good point too, Elmer, because when they examined, like they tried to say that the animals had gotten to the tongue and the eyes. Well, like you said, Elmer, they leave trace. They they chew that up around there to get to that. That these were like surgically just removed. It was right. just it's just the weirdest damn thing. Well, I mean, and, like, like, and like haunting, Dr. man, it is haunting. yeah, absolutely. And like Dr. Lynch was saying that there's still a lot of information that wasn't ever released to the public about this case. And this was 60 years ago. So technology wise, when they did the autopsies, I mean. Wasn't there something? Wasn't there something, Bob, about radiation too still being on the bodies? Something weird I think about so. That yeah, too? I do. I do. So Elmer's that. UFO believe, thing might. Yeah, yeah, some radiation, or I've heard that. Um, but I don't know if they've um, found any DNA, like from saliva, or you know, I you know, I've never heard any information regarding that. You know, honestly, Wouldn't I don't even trust DNA testing because the simple fact of you know it's going to actually show the closest thing it has. So, you right. know, like Lynch was saying, you know, if you have a hunk of Bigfoot meat, the only thing you're going to have compared to that is human DNA, and it's going right. to show up a certain amount. So right. to say that it's humanoid, I really don't really buy that. It, I mean, I believe it's animal, but I don't believe it's of this world. And I know that <laughs> seems kind of odd. I mean, no, you're, but, you're entitled to that opinion. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you know, right. it's, it's all a theory, right? So. Yeah. So I don't really see, you know, like, it's just like if I took, we went to another world and they killed me and they was like, okay, well, it, it breathes like us. It acts like us. Well, it's not as smart as us, but, you know, it has all these attributes. Well, it's, you know, it's alien life, but it's closest to us. Well, what else do you have to just 
you know, go by, you know, right. bear tracks and all this stuff, you know, right. a bear is a bear, you know, a dog's a dog. I mean, right. I'd like to things. ask, I'd like to ask Dr. Lynch. Um, there was a Navy linguistics uh, expert, maybe you know this, who was on coast to coast with uh, George. And he is claiming he's one of the best out there that they have a language. Yeah, yes. And yeah. So what do you what, what what's your theory on that? Um, I've got two good audio samples. And the second one is more recent. I think it's like two or three years old, but um, it's more recent. And they do sound and this is not from coming from me, but it's coming from some of the group out there. It's called the samurai talk. They talk like two samurais. They they have this um, sound like it's Japanese or right. Korean or something. A lot of expression. A lot of expression in it. And you'll hear two or three uh, talking. And it'd be like one guy's talking, telling the story, and the other two are just kind of like chiming in. But that, it does have credibility. It, it's just that we can't decipher it. Right. We, we right. can't decipher it. Okay, getting back to the, oh, just, for, just for a second, getting back to the Russian story, none of those bodies were mutilated to the point of that they were being eaten. Correct. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? So this was not about food supply. <clears throat> nope. This was about territory, territory, you might say, something like that. But anyway, um, yes, the samurai, the samurai uh, talk that they do does sound very Asian, very um, repetitive. And so it's like, okay, one day I'm talking to Chewie on uh, the Millennium Falcon, and Chewie just makes these sounds. Well, if I don't really know what he's talking about, I, there's no way for me to know. But that's kind of the way it is. We'd have to tap into their phonetics to right. find out exactly what these words or auto suggestions are. And that's kind of what, that's the way I feel about it. We just haven't got right. the vocabulary down, but yet again, we don't have a, a wide variety of sampling for them, you know, for well, that. He, he, had he had brought up several, like you said, a few samples. There's not a lot. Um, yeah. Like the Sierra, he, he talked to the guys that had the Sierra recordings and said, it seemed to him that maybe in different areas, just like we do, there might be different accents. There might be different dialects. Uh, that are attributed to these creatures. And again, I, why not? Uh, I mean, yeah. if you look at how we are regionally, we all have different accents who speak slightly different. Or to them, these different areas could be just like us with different countries where they, right. maybe they can all communicate, but there's slight differences. Maybe because right. the um, Sierra sounds are quite, they're quite interesting to listen to. Yeah. I they, mean, a lot of people know German, but they don't really speak German. Right. You know? A lot of people know Chinese, but they don't really speak Ch Mandarin or, or uh, Cantonese. But the point being is that, yeah, I mean, that's exactly the way. But, okay, mm, deal with me here because I've been around this stuff since the 70s. So um, somehow, for some reason, for a very long time, I'd say from 78 to 2010, somewhere through there, the Bigfoot never talked very loudly, okay? The Bigfoot was always just like soft, very much like a gorilla, you know, boom, you know, just soft, yeah. soft, big the breathing, sound, yeah, breathing, stuff like that. And then all of a sudden, 
around <clears throat> 2010, we started getting these tapes in, and it's it's like they are getting full conversations, and it's it's not like quiet; it's loud. You know, it's like I'm going to tell you a story, and it's going to be big, and I'm going to mm. really make it big, and I'm going to talk loud about it. You know. And so are you are you saying that um, Bigfoot has been watching um, Honey Boo Boo a little too much? Is this what you're telling me? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and and it, you know they get that uh, that old comedian Jerry. Uh, uh, what was his name? Oh, he he tell he tell a story just very funny, but that kind of reminds me of the Bigfoot. But for some reason, for almost 20, 25 years, you didn't hear them. And then all of a sudden, you know, 10 years ago or so, we started developing where they get in these conversations and they're really talking. They're really communicating back and forth. And that is rare. That's very rare because you don't see them fighting over territory. You don't see them, you know, it's like, oh, you know, um, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to move on. You know, there's nothing here. I'm moving on. So, but that, you know, that doesn't, it doesn't bode well. The only other attack that's ever been listed is, uh, I think it's Oscar, is it Oscar or Howard Ottoman? Ottoman? Ottoman, Ottoman yeah. Yeah, he was attacked uh, yeah. because he was mining in that area. Yeah. They looking for gold and whatever else they could find. And these things came, and he shot at one. I don't know if he hit it or not. But anyway, they came down and attacked his cabin by throwing rocks and stuff on it, trying to get them to be frightened and leave. And if you think along those lines, they were not, again, cannibals. They weren't. They were just trying to save get them their out of there. Yeah. And so with these eight students, you're sitting there going, well, they could be fighting over territory. These students just got in the wrong place at the wrong time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And wasn't but, there a gentleman, French Canadian guy, too, that uh, was picked up in a sleeping bag? I know he oh, yeah. was famous for a while. Yeah. Taken yeah, to a uh, camp and he escaped them. Yeah, he uh, boiled some coffee in a can, and he acted yeah. like he was drinking it, and he gave it to the Bigfoot guy, and the Bigfoot guy drinks it, and ah, so hot, he spits it out, and right then he yeah. grabs his he grabs his stuff and gets up and runs away as fast as he can, and that was that was pretty funny. But in that instance, that witness said, "quote unquote," it was a family unit. There was a male, a female, a child. Um, they were living in the woods. They knew their environment pretty well. Uh, he was. Because he was a trapper, and yeah. he figured out that these guys were, knew more about it than he did. And he was and shocked he, that they didn't run him down because he said he, he had, had seen him run at cra crazy speeds again way before anybody else started talking about this. Oh yeah, I remember. I remember in later in life too. Before he died, he did a lie detector just to prove, and he passed the flying colors. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what to make of that. That's crazy. Um, yeah, I, I've always said though. Um, I've always said it's going to be one of those things. Old Grandma Jones is going to church on Sunday in her big SUV that she can barely drive. And she's going to clip Bigfoot, you know, on the way to church, you know. So on Sunday, she gets up, you know, does her hair and makeup, and she gets in the, she's going to go to church. And on the way to church, bam, something walks out in front of her. Well, she's all hysterical because she doesn't know what it is, but it messed up her car pretty good. And so she would have to tell somebody and then somebody would have to come out and analyze the body. And there it is. You will have it. You'll have it. But to actually go and say, uh, I'm going to hunt him down. 
and not spend six months, I mean, by yourself in the woods as a tracker, um, you know, you, ooh, you're not going to find them. You're not going well, to find them. The sad, the sad thing is, is, you know, Burns passed away now. Um, and there's a couple people left over from the original BFRO, you know, that he started oh. that, yeah. you know, they still keep the, they still keep what he was about. And he, this was a big game hunter who right to the end was saying, listen, changed my right. mind. I, we don't need to be shooting and killing this thing. We need to be kind of tracking it down, observe it, take pictures. Um, I really miss that because, you know, not to get nasty, but it's that, that organization has turned into something that, I don't even know what to say. I, I don't want to be rude, but it really isn't what it should be. And there's there's a lot of individual people out there who get ridiculed and who really get attacked. But yet they're going out and doing a lot of physical work and getting a lot of great evidence. But, you know, there's other folks out there that want to want to ridicule these guys. But yet they're right. doing all the footwork, you know. Right. right. Yeah. I uh, I saw a documentary on what was it? Amazon Prime or Netflix, I forgot what I think maybe it's Amazon Prime of this one guy, and he took out Mary Marshall. And he took out Mary Marshall and himself, and he was looking for Bigfoot. And they actually came across a Bigfoot's nest, which I thought was very uh, intriguing, very important uh, in data collection. And it seems like Mary was more interested in this nest and how it kind of functioned. Uh, where this other guy who was doing the documentary said, well, there's no, you know, it's just a nest. We're going to go on and do something else. So I really feel that once the guys get a hold of data, once you get a hold of it, um, catalog it right there and then don't, right. don't wait, you know, don't wait, right. um, you know, and say, this is not germane. It doesn't have any, or there's no Bigfoot in there or whatever. But um, the idea is that every little bit of evidence, uh, builds puts that puzzle together and builds a better and better puzzle um i know so that, that bob had bob had a run-in with something we talked about this on a, a past program bob's featured in a book um was it weird weird michigan strange michigan uh weird michigan yeah it weird. was uh um yeah but that, that has to deal with the uh the michigan dog man yeah, yeah but still i mean it's a yeah 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 similarities are just nutty and then after Bob had told Absolutely. me that, then I had I had seen two things here in probably the last ten years or so, and right. I can't explain them. And as big as this thing was, if I you know I put my thumb out and I'm looking at the end of a cornfield in a corner, and he is still standing tall above my thumb, and it had to be at least a quarter mile. Okay, and I see him swaying, and I I did a double take. The only reason I did the thumb is when I did a U-turn, came back and got on my car right. for a second he was there as i got a little closer then i noticed he must have backed into the woods he's gone he's gone yep. um and then i was driving down the highway uh one time and, and it's still near here there's a swamp and it had a bunch of lichen that's on top of this swampy water mm -hmm. and i happened to look over and i saw this huge thing with broad shoulders in the water kind of swaying like this doctor <laughs> and i thought that's not a deer so we got up to the police turnaround did the, did an illegal u-turn in the highway came back pulled over got out crossed over the stupid guardrail i was waiting to get picked up by the michigan state police and you could see now where we had seen this thing um that it had made a trail so 
the lichen was moved like a trail. Like right. he went out and got up on shore sure. and was gone. And there's a guy's farm right there. Now, this is not even a few miles north of Pawpaw, Michigan, in southwest Michigan. So I we didn't go down over there. I wanted to. The person I was with was in a hurry. We were trying to get somewhere uh, to do this thing. But I don't know what I saw. I'm not telling right. anybody it's a Bigfoot. Right. But when something's that massive, you know, yep. yeah, in the water. Crazy. Yeah, there. I mean, for a skeptic to come out and say, oh, it's a costume and things like that, why would you wear a costume on a 100-degree day, you know, in the middle right. of Arkansas or whatever? Um, in the middle totally, of the night, most cases, you yeah, know. Yeah, Illinois is totally, right. no one would do it. No one would do it. And why, for, would you, uh, why would you leave a dildo on a stick out in the middle of nowhere, too, <laughs> when a guy's got to go work power lines? I don't. Yes, yeah. I was like, Elmer, anything? <laughs> I, I can only <laughs> say, I can joke, suggest, doctor. I, only thing I can tell you is this. The same guy that was standing over there doing this the whole time was probably drunk or high. And that same person probably put that dildo out there in the middle of the road. Yeah, traveled up to Michigan. Well, you know, off that. the air sometime, doctor, we'll tell you that story. Elmer, okay. Elmer killed us when he told us that story. Hey, look, he man. killed me whenever I saw it, okay? Yeah. <laughs> There's that guy. Oh, you liked it, Elmer. <laughs> I kept it. What are you talking about? <laughs> Oh, oh, sorry, Lord. Dr. Lynch. Right. Merry and, Christmas. Oh, Merry and Christmas. let the hate mail begin. Okay. <laughs> I, uh, I saw this documentary uh, with uh, Les Stroud, and he was with this guy, and I cannot think of his name. I'm sorry. I had it in a second it's, ago. It's, I, it's the guy in Canada that got yeah. the long pass. Yeah, yeah. I've watched him. What do you think about that? Nothing that he has ever produced has ever convinced me that he's that he's any, that think, it's anything. You think it was him and the mask that was behind the rock? Oh, yeah, oh, no, absolutely. Those those don't even look like those don't even look like Bigfoot. Right. I mean, right. sorry to say, they don't even look like Bigfoot. And in one of the videos, it shows something like a gorilla face. Yeah. And he blinks his eyes. Yep. Now, when you blink your eyes, does does your eyebrows go up and down? Not that <laughs> I know of. No, they don't. They don't. They don't. They're not even connected to the same muscles. Your right. eyelids go up and down, but your you know you yeah, your you eyebrows yeah you know yeah. Yeah. yeah you know okay so he's got um, a video of a kind of a gorilla face and then it blinks its eyes and you'll see the brow come down. There's nothing on the planet that does that. Okay, that's just animatronics. That's just fake. And, and then he has another one which looks like it has a deer skin across its face. Right. And you know, you see his eyes and things like that. No Bigfoot ever covers its face. That's just, yeah, well, that's just bogus. Anyway, I forgot his name, but he'll come to me in a second. Yeah. But anyway, yeah. I think he's, most of his his research is yeah, not even he's research. Still, he's still out there banging away. I know Jeff's gone out with him, and Jeff, there were some things that they found that Jeff even said, "Hey, look, you know, we found some things that are." we think are, are possible things, but he didn't, he doesn't, I like how he says that Jeff endorses him, but then again, yeah, he doesn't really say he does. So again, not to get into that whole crazy thing, but um, what do you to, to just to jump backwards to the Gimlin film? It's been okay. analyzed and analyzed. I mean, they beat this horse to death to where there's nothing, nothing even left to beat anymore. What's your thought on that? I mean, did you think, do you think it's real? Cause I know it inspired me as a kid. Yeah. Oh, uh, when I saw my first Bigfoot, I was a kid, you know, and I and I didn't even know what it was. 
And I called it the marching man. It's the only way I can describe it was that it was a marching man and his head was kind of conical shaped, you know, and it looked like a, one of those big hats. Cone that, shape a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of a, so it looked like one of those big hats that you see in marching bands. Yeah, marching bands, sure. And so I called him the marching man because I didn't have a word for it. And then uh, later I was watching In Search Of with Leonard Nimoy. Mm -hmm, uh, right. He did a Bigfoot thing yep. and they showed the Gimblin Patterson film. And right. it was exactly, that's exactly what I saw, except mine was a little thinner and taller, but it was exactly what I saw. The way the arms moved, the shoulders, the head, uh, all that was exactly what I saw. And then that really intrigued me. Well, then there's another guy called ML. Oh boy, ML. I'm gonna say Klein, but I don't think it's Klein. But it's ML something, ML Klein. Anyway, he's done a frame by frame analysis mm -hmm. of uh, of the Patterson Gimlin. Patterson Gimlin film, sure. And the the point being is that there's another Bigfoot in that film. And I remember this. Yeah, I know what you're talking children, about. Children, little Bigfoot children. Yeah, I'll back Yeah, yeah. Now, if you ever come across a bird that's out of its nest uh, and you chase it, the bird will go directly opposite of its nest. Away from its children. Away right. from its children. Right. And that's exactly what Patty did when she got up and walked away. She walked back to her husband, boyfriend, or whatever. But the children were in the background. So you can see that she was not going back to the children. She was trying to... if you know, something's going to follow me. I'm going to lead it right, right in another elsewhere. direction. And that's right. exactly what happens on the get. And then the other thing too is the horses. Okay. If Mr. Hieronymus jumps up in a, in a gorilla suit and okay, first of all, they said they set it all up, right? They set up the Hieronymus was in a big monkey outfit and he was down there by the Creek and all this other stuff. And then you sit back and go, okay, if that was the case, then the horses would know that that's a human in a costume. We're right. not yeah. going to go crazy. Yeah, that nope. The smell of a man or mm -hmm. monkey suit would not do that. I've only seen horses react twice. And that was right. with a, a rattlesnake. That's a rattlesnake. Mm -hmm. Or a bear. And a horse is uh, adamantly afraid of that. Okay. So you have this horse that Patterson is on. And right. they ride up to the edge of the water, and that horse goes crazy. All both horses go crazy. Their pack mule goes crazy, and so Patterson barely gets off his horse, grabs his camera before it is running away, and Gimlin had to grab it. So it shows Gimlin holding down the horses as he's as he's watching Patterson run with the camera to try to catch this thing. Well, the very end, the last few frames, you see another Bigfoot male. And you see them kind of coming together like, hey, what's the problem? The problem is some guys over there trying to video, you know, film me or whatever. And then that's it. The other thing, too, which most skeptics, even the manufacturer of that of the gorilla suit can't explain is the breasts on Patty. Right. They say, oh, well, you know, we they put some oranges in there or something. And um Oh, okay, get it back to him. I anyway, hate to get dirty, you know, folks, but they look like flapping tits to me. Okay, so yeah, okay. they do. I mean, they you look. Know, Chris, wow, these two are like analyzing the tits on Bigfoot. They're like, yeah, look at those. <laughs> this, yeah, is, this, is like, this is what we've been reduced they, to. They, yeah. They're memory glands for crying yeah, out loud. I mean, National Geographic had nothing to miss. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. It's more than just 
It's a little bit more than just or geographic. I think we just went full straight porn about this, boys. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it, and then at this time, the special effects back then, I mean, we're talking. No I mean, Planet now, of the Apes was, you know. Was the top of the pinnacle. Right, and that wasn't even anything in comparison to right. this suit. Okay, first yeah, of all. like the CGI titties was not that good back then, okay? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Correct. Right. Just be orange. Yeah. very good in the Planet of the Apes. You know, yeah, his breasts. Uh, Kim Hunter. Uh, <laughs> right. Breasts weren't that good. But, uh, yeah, correct. But you know, I bring this up on a, two or three times. It's like, okay, uh, we have a naked woman running. Okay, let's say you're you're out in the woods and there's a naked woman. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be shocking. It's going to be kind of surprising. But at the same time, you want to get video of it. So you say, "I saw a naked woman in the in." You know, out in the woods, right? Because no one's going to believe you. Okay, what's the first thing you're going to look at? Anatomical features that look normal. Okay, mm-hmm. um, you're trained to do that. Your brain's trained to do you're it. Male. Absolutely. You're a male. You're going to look yep. at a female uh, in different facets. Okay, yep. some guys are leg men, some guys are breast men, some guys are face. You know what, men, Bob you know. and Dan are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm strictly exactly. the eyes. Yeah, I'm just yeah, look at the eyes. Oh my God! Don't. Don't listen to these guys, Doctor. So anyway, yeah. Look, Doc, we both we both know these two are perverts. They yeah. read that book, Come for Big. I am never hidden that track, Elmer. <laughs> I don't hide from who I am. Okay? You still got a booker, Elmer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm never gonna book that. That is the nastiest thing that I uh, might be the second nastiest thing I've ever seen. The second one was out in that field where I saw that. Um <laughs> <laughs> It was not Bigfoot. I would rather see Bigfoot that day. (laughs) Go ahead, doctor. So I don't know what the skeptics are looking at, but I'll tell you what. If I saw a naked woman running around the woods, I'll tell you, I would be able to tell whether she had (laughs) artificial implants or not. You know, Kim Kardashian, you know, there's going to be a fine line. (laughs) The deal deal is that, you know, uh, no one ever brought that up before. Um, But it is a fact. But it is a fact. Yeah, it, yeah. Sounds like, yeah. it sounds like Bob and Dan has brought this up before. And like no, no, I remember like off, I remember yelling record, about you this. Know, I can just serious. see these two just driving down the road right now and being like, you know, you see the boobs on Patty? <laughs> yeah, I saw the, the boobs, boobs on, on Patty. <laughs> Listen, I, I was saying this years and years ago, <laughs> why that was never brought up because when you're when you're gonna be a cryptozoologist of any kind of doing my hands uh of any kind of uh i guess being worth your salt right well you you obviously want to study anatomy and the first thing you want to be able to do is identify so i remember saying that it's like how come nobody talks i mean it was finally brought up but then they kind of left it where it was and even though they talked about muscle structure everybody steered away from the fact that the muscles if it's a hairy being those are going to be people like well you know, some of the primate people were like, well, breasts aren't going to be covered with hair. And it's like, well, I I, I beg to differ because yeah. I've seen other species that have hair on their breasts. I'm one of them. Uh, it's a joke. <laughs> it's a joke. So, but, you know, so they look at the muscle roll of the right. gluteus maximus, you know, the butt and yes, the it's area and right. the, 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 the hamstrings and the, um, abductors there but the deal is is that okay i'm not really that into a butt man i'm not a butt man okay so i'm not looking at that but they're looking at that and saying oh that's a costume but then again how do you get the muscle roll the muscle right. roll under the flesh okay mm-hmm. you can look at that by itself that'd be skin tight right okay? 
So they say, okay, it has to be a big man, a big male football player size guy who's going to put on a female costume with breasts yeah. and do this. Okay. And Harama said that he went around for a couple of weeks with the, this gorilla suit in the back of his car until it just decomposed and smells so bad he threw it away. Okay, that's fictitious. If I pulled the biggest hoax in the world, don't you think I would have a, a shrine in my basement in the closet that I'd open up and it's like the Bigfoot costume, right. 1960s. Charge you know, admission, yeah. Yeah, charge admission or whatever. His, his and, partner is still telling people, it's like, don't believe the other people that came forward and said this. Right. Uh, yeah, it's. I'm with yeah. you on that. I yeah. think that whole hoax thing has been debunked they, in and of itself. Yeah, they, they've never been able to recreate it. And then they've no. tried time no. after time and doesn't that's, even come close. That's like the even. one that the family caught, Bob, running across the field. Now, they got a right. guy to run through there pretty quick. But they could not match what they caught on film. Right, no, uh, no. they just couldn't do it. And, that was, you know, if, you're, if you're talking, and this is over 50 years ago six, for crying out loud. Yeah, you know, if I you're mean, talking something with a six to seven foot spread when you're when you're at a high run. Yeah, there's nobody, Carl Lewis, nobody who's going to be matching 60 mile an hour speeds. It's just not right. going to happen. Nope. Uh, you can take our best Olympians, our best Olympian athletes, and if you look at them real close, okay, what do you notice right off the bat? Zero body fat. They have zero body fat, and they are in the peak of their youth, of their age, and their mus muscle endurance. They're at the peak, right? So the, the the thing is that, okay, I'm looking at Bigfoot. I'm looking at Patty, the Patty Greenblatt film, and right. she, she, would be in her, she would be in the peak of her prime, more or less. Depends on how old they are. But, the, but the, if you're looking at that, yeah, she would be muscular. She would have all these attributes, you know, the, the, the strong shoulders, the, right. the, the, the way the hair is done, you know, that's, that's unique for her. Okay. Just like any Olympian athlete, but what you, and what you don't get on Bigfoot is their fat content. They have very low fat content. So they're consuming and burning up the food almost the same, same day. Okay, we can pack on weight, but we got to eat a lot of carbs to do that. We have to get, get carbs and we have to go, you know, put that through. I don't see any of that on a Bigfoot. A Bigfoot, every person I have ever seen. Absolutely. He's right. He's, he's as broad, you know, he's as, he's broad. He's he's built like a football player with a pads on. And if you look at all that, that's not fat. There's no fat there. That is a Olympian styled body that has burned up its fat and is nothing but just raw muscle. And that's, um, that right. is what, you know, people just, they're looking at it and it's oblivious. Well, if I look at a deer or a lion or an antelope or whatever, you can see that muscle roll. You can see those muscles move under their fur. Where the weird part about it is that they are, fatless you know their meat is virtually fatless so there is no fat on uh, sasquatch there is no fat on the yetis they are big and they're built that way and and that is that's something else that's just right right you know that's just something else um it, it, there was a, a comment made about the mothman and someone said that they actually saw it in flight and they said how could it be that big and still fly that 
you know, that comfortable. And it's because it's designed to do that. Um, it's designed to fly. It's designed to land like a bird. It's kind of the cross between, you know, uh, a bird and something else. But the weird part about it is that it's normal for that creature to be in that state. Because if it was abnormal, something would be off about it. You know, um, something would be way off. It wouldn't. It wouldn't. Right. Um, right. It wouldn't be there because it, you know it just would be. You know, you don't see a fish out of the water. You know, you don't see sharks on land. You know, it's just. It's just certain things that don't add up to. Um, but anyway, getting back to the the Gimlin film. It's been analyzed by the best people in Hollywood, frame by frame. And they say, conclusive, conclusive. It's not a man in a costume. And that there are two Bigfoot on, that, uh, on that film. Okay, well, okay. So if Patterson and Gimlin wanted to recreate something, they would have ordered one gorilla suit. But they didn't order two. Okay, well, where did the other one come from? Just happened to come out of thin air? Somebody, somebody else somebody decided else to join the party? Join the party? You know, you know, what, 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 right, what, what, right. what, 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 what's going what's on? What's going on? You know, yeah. Well, that was paranormal. That was paranormal. It was like feedback. It was like feedback. Yeah, hang on. Yeah, it was weird, weird. It was like, it's getting dark, getting dark over there, Elmer. Yeah, where are you at? Where are you at? Well, you know, if I told you, I'd have to kill you. Oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Don't, okay. kill, Don't well, kill me. Well, all right, we didn't ask. Right, we didn't ask. Right. You know, protection agency. You know, I haven't been on the show for how long? I haven't done a radio show for how long? You all think that, you know, I just magically said piss off, and I just went hiding off somewhere. It was doing, you doing know, secret was, missions. Was, yeah, secret missions with Bigfoot boob monsters and, <laughs> you know, and. Don't worry, you'll read the new book about it coming out, Con. Oops, I did it again. <laughs> you mean the book called, called Oops, I did it, I did it again? Or again what? Or what? No, I might poop myself. I don't know which one each, you know. <laughs> There's Dr. There he is. Hey, how's everything Please. going? Welcome back. Good. Uh, thank you. I'm sorry about that. No, yeah. no problem. No, glad we know back. it wasn't you. It was the system. Yeah. You broke it. I... <laughs> Pardon? What? That's what <laughs> I do. I broke it. Yeah, we're blaming on the moth, uh, no, man. No, we blame Bob for breaking it. You know, he was talking about you know Bigfoot moves. Yeah, you know, he broke the internet. <laughs> no, they and, heard that we were talking to Doctor Lynch. Like, oh no. Oh yeah, we break the internet all the time. Um, That's right. I have a friend who uh, wants me around Halloween to talk about ghost stories, and and every time he gets me on, his computer will shut down, and his his power in his house sometimes goes out. And wow. it's like never be the same again. And once you get me on the air, it's never the same. Now, when before two hours ago, or whatever, uh, when I first got here, you could see an orb fly right in front of me. I don't know if you recorded that or not, but oh, there was this an, is all recorded. Yeah, I, I, yeah, th I, it was just a, an orb that just I sit down and just right then it flew right right away. So I do have probably some visitors laying around. Man. I. I did talk about killing people, you know, telling people and then having to kill them. Um, I, I was, it was very funny. It was, this is just a side story. I don't know. Are we back on the air? Are we? Yes. <laughs> okay. So you've already yeah, told so millions of people, people that we're killing people. Okay. All right. Right. 
So anyway, I was uh, down working on my equipment. Maybe I told you this last time, I don't remember. But anyway, I was down working on my equipment and I felt kind of like I was being watched. You know, I kind of had this little feeling like, hmm, maybe there's somebody else down here. And I was upgrading my one of my guns, one of my ghost guns. Anyway, I had it kind of dismantled. And so I uh, plugged it in real quick and I just kind of like looked around the room. And sure enough, there was uh, something flying down the you know center of my center of my office here and i go oh i caught you i caught you know i caught you you were spying on me you know i'm just talking to it directly you know right right and and then later on uh, i find out that it's a syrian and i go ooh i you know i don't really work with syrians very often i said uh, what is your uh, well, you know what are you watching me for i mean and he says well it's my job to to monitor you i have to monitor you but I said, no, you're you're a Syrian. You're not monitor. I mean, you know, only Pleiadians, you know, monitor me. And I said, um, you're monitoring me for some other reason. And he goes, yeah. He goes, uh, I work for the CIA. <laughs> I go, I go, oh my God, you got to be kidding me. And he goes, no. He goes, uh, I'm an extraterrestrial, and I work for the CIA to monitor. Um, well, I'm not a terrorist, you know, but uh, at the same time, uh, he was saying, I'm, I'm monitoring you because I've been ordered to monitor you, but I'm, I'm monitoring you for several different reasons. And I said, okay, very good. So this goes on for, off and on for about a week or so. And, and I said, have you filed your report? And he goes, no, I haven't filed it. I said, okay, well, we'll just go on. So a couple of weeks passed. I mean, I say I'm, I'm bragging or anything. Let me fix my camera there. Um, not to brag or anything, but then he goes on for almost three weeks and he, and I go, um, what are you doing? He says, well, I'm supposed to monitor and report, file and report. And I said, okay. So I said, you're monitoring me to see how trustworthy I am. And he goes, yes. He goes, that's right. And then he goes, you're monitoring me because I have specialized equipment that no one else has. And he goes, yes, that's right. I said, are you going to steal my equipment? He goes, oh no. He goes, that's not what I'm monitoring you for. And I go, okay, very good. And so we just kind of start this little relationship. And then all of a sudden I go, um, a few days pass. I go, have you filed your report yet? And he goes, yes, I did. I filed it. And I said, to the CIA? And he goes, yes, I did. And I go, well, that's really unusual because, you know, CIA doesn't have any authority on U.S. soil. Well, so they claim. And he goes, yeah. He goes, but he goes, I'm not monitoring you. He goes, I'm not monitoring you as you're a foreign national. I'm monitoring you as you're an American national. And I go, okay. But I said, I'm not a terrorist, as you can see. And he goes, no. He goes, that's not what I'm monitoring you for. And I go, I go, this kind of goes back and forth a little bit. I'm trying to get out, you know, why he's monitoring me. Right. And then he uh, he says something strange. It's a point. He said, he said something about um, technology. He goes, I'm monitoring you because you have different technology. I go, yeah. I said, when has the CIA ever gotten to the infrared very seriously? You know, um, so I said, yeah, that's, you know, that's really where my specialty is, is in the infrared. Anyway, we go back and forth and he says he's filed his report and I'm pretty well trustworthy and dependable. And so they can count on me. And I said, well, that's, that's amazing because I said, I don't like working with the CIA, <laughs> you know, but I said they have deep pockets. So if they want to spend some money, I'm, I'll be glad to take Funding. it. You know, absolutely. I'll be glad to take it. Yeah. Yeah. And if they're so, listening, yeah, we could use a grant. Big, yeah. Michael gets, Michael gets, you know, 
the CIA, I get local police. I don't know what's up with that. I mean, like, seriously. <laughs> I don't know. I, you know, I always made the comment uh, that I ran the men in black. You know, I give the men in black their orders, which is not far from the truth. But at the same time, um, I never thought I'd be spied upon, you know, I, right. in that way. And if right. people think that uh, technical remote viewing is not real, guess again, because um, if they're using ex or extraterrestrials are volunteering themselves to do this. Now, extraterrestrials right. come in come in two different packages. They come in, they're telepathic for one. Most of them are telepathic. And two is some, not all, are psychic. So that's two different packages. So I like talking with the psychic telepathic people more than I do just the telepaths. The telepaths are just talking to you. It's just communication. But a psychic can actually look into the future or look into the past and they can right. pretty well get it, get it pretty accurate. And anyway, so because I deal with a lot of psychics myself and I'm always seeing if they were all on the same page. And sure enough, you know, almost all the psychics that I work with, quote unquote, non-human uh, and humans, uh, always come up with almost a similar viewpoint, very similar idea on reality and how it's to be used and things like that. But don't ever think that you're not being monitored for some odd reason. Uh, anyone with a, a, a radio program or radio show is being monitored. Um, everyone with a, you know, just imagine every phone call ever made in one Social day account. it's all being recorded and it's being downloaded and it's either NSA or CIA. And we actually pay, we paid the British to monitor our telephone calls, to monitor our uh, radio programs through Project Echelon. Echelon was uh, in uh, Switzerland. Then it was spying on the Russians and then we paid the, the British to spy on Americans because the CIA could not at the time, uh, the Patriot Act didn't go in. So they were paying the British to spy on us. So, so if you're out there thinking that, Hey, yeah, you just, you just a life of Riley and you can just go about your way. Don't be fooled. You're being right. monitored. Yeah. You're being monitored. No, if they're monitoring everything that I'm doing, then I'm changing my, my search history right now. Okay, because <laughs> I, I, I better get Pornhub off of there. Um, Pornhub, <laughs> shoot, that's animal. What? I, we I don't know what I'm talking about. about. I didn't. I didn't say anything like that. Everything's recorded in the Akashic records, man. So you can't Akashic. have any of that. Or the Akashic no, you are, no, yeah. you really can't. Yeah, and uh, the the funny thing is, is that we have frontal lobes right here, right? And the Akashic records, our experiences, will go right out of our frontal lobes. And it goes right into the Akashic it's, Records. It's, it's out. It, it's out there. It's, yeah. yeah, it's an we external. About that, that last show, we got yes. you. You got emotional, and I got emotional. Yeah, it was yeah. A good show. It's, it's an external hard drive uh, of our presence, so it records. It, it's you know, it's analog. It's not really digital, but it it records everything that we think, feel, experience, and it's going right out of our frontal lobes, right into the Akashic Records. And you know, a lot of people you know, just have a hard time getting through the day, let alone thinking about, right. you know, different lifetimes and whether they're going to have a different life right. or not, you know, reincarnation and things like that. And that is, you know, that's the weird thing about it is that we get a lot of cynics and a lot of critics, you know, a lot of skeptics in this genre, 
But when I sit down with them, and I am very serious about it. Uh, then they kind of back off and say, well, maybe you're onto something. Maybe you, you got into this. And I said, yeah, I, I sucked my thumb in the pie, pulled out a plum and it's good stuff. You know, it's, mm -hmm. it's really answering my questions that self-help books don't, don't answer, right. you know, and, uh, I, I want to find the truth. I want to find a, a truth, not a truth, but the truth. And the only way to find that is by pushing the. Got to push so the envelope. Yeah. The, the so-called mind envelope to where yeah. you are, you know, you are really putting all the pieces together and it takes time. It just takes, like we talked last time, it takes a lot of time and, it, and yeah. no doctor, you know, will run, not run a hundred tests and throw out, 90% of them and get down to the 10 tests that were, that came back as positive. And then those are the ones they're going to focus on, you know, in the paranormal, we don't have that luxury. We don't have the luxury of throwing things out that I don't like, or that doesn't fit or Elmer doesn't like that. So we're going to throw that out, you know, like, like the next movie, uh, Godzilla versus King Kong. Godzilla is going to win hands down. King Kong's only like this big. Godzilla's like, <laughs> you know, really big. So um, that's, you know, that's the way that goes. I but, hate to. I, I got to tell you guys this too. I've seen a pirated copy. A friend shared with me, so I oh really, what, really. I kind of know what oh, happens. I'm seen not. It. I am not going to tell you anything. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. But is it, it good? went right. So it, it yes, I liked it. There's okay. a lot of parts of the pirated one that were unfinished, but you know, it's the it's if you can think of the ending, you've already guessed what's going to happen. Good. Good. Like with any, just any. All I'm going to say is any superhero movie. They fight. <laughs> They come together and guess what? They fight against another bad guy. Sorry, Elmer. That's all that happens there. Oh. So, but well, it was that, good. But it was, it was good. I, I knew it was a, there had to be a team up. I just want. I just want to know if like Godzilla looks at you know King Kong and goes save Mothra and he's like, well, you guys say that crap for and he goes and like saves the day for him and you know. Well, I would tell you it's going to allude to a lot more monster pictures uh, coming in the future. Oh, but yeah. um, cool. I know that uh, Bob had talked about having you back on for, I guess, show number three. Hopefully we won't have that crazy echo effect going on. Oh, no, I don't know what that was. Uh, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd love to have you now. back, you know, yeah, for absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Anytime. Yeah. Anytime you guys want to do it. We, we, I, Bob I, already picked a, picked a topic he wanted to do. Go at you about the what was it, Bob? The Pentagon? Intelligence Authorization Act. Oh my uh, God! Yeah, the Pentagon's oh got. Six Look at his head's about to explode. He's like, let's go. I, I know, okay. I know, but that'll be a whole nother show. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, it'd be hours. What you know? What's going on right now? And I, I really feel sorry for a lot of people in the UFO, uh, you know, genre discipline, right. is because that everything goes under a star command now. So UFO sightings and blah, 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 all that goes under star command. Well, you're never going to pull that out. You can file as many FOIA requests as you want, and they're not going to, they're not going to do it. And if you don't have the name, the place, the date, signed, sealed, and delivered by the Pentagon, you're not going to get any information from and Anybody else point out the fact that it looks very similar? Oh, yeah. Anyone? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. It's it's the history. Yeah. Go. I, I put it on my Facebook. I took the emblem of Star Trek. The, from the movies and yeah. then took the new emblem from star command and they are exactly the it's same match. Here. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love it's, that. It, I love that. Yeah. Well, well, thanks for being with us. That was, it's yeah, awesome. As always, you so you're much. always, you're always no so problem. patient. You're always so patient putting up. I'm sorry about the echo. 
No, but, no, no. Wasn't but, you. Uh, no, it's just technology. I, yeah, but I think, you know, um, I've seen a list and they said, they say, there's 197 different things from Star Trek, the original series that we have today, oh, yeah. that either Star Trek molded the consciousness and we we built it, right. or that our science has just now gotten that far down the road to where we can actually have something like this. I'd and, like to throw a, I'd like to throw a ponder to you to bring to the next show, okay. which was there is no explanation with the jump of technology, okay, mm. going through history of where we had to go with other parts of history from here to here. And now all of a sudden we went from here, <laughs> we're here, yeah. and people don't think that's suspicious. Uh, I'm sorry, I do. I, uh, I think it's let, all part of that. Let me just say something which I'm blown away because I've been to Huntsville, Alabama. I've, I went to the NASA Museum down there. you got to go. And Von Braun's desk is there. As long as you don't there, go to Virginia, you're okay. Oh, I've been to Virginia so many times. It's horrible. But anyway, so the deal is, right. is, is yeah, I was, but anyway, I'm not going to talk about that. We ain't going to talk about that. We ain't talking about that. We're not talking about that. No, we're not talking about it. Uh, Russell Targ and those guys could tell you better stories than I could. But um, but the idea is that, um, oh, hell, what were we talking about? Um, for your request, I know, I know Bob is excited if about the jump you know, in technology and jump it, yeah. The jump oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, okay. okay. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Well, let me tell you about just a little thing when we went, when we put the Apollo rocket together, okay, it was designed with little dials and stuff, you know, just little stuff that's that kind of stuck together. There were no tubes really, and there were no integrated circuits, it was just all. You might say timed. Yeah, dead circuits. They're all contact yeah. and yeah, switches. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And if you go down and look at it, there's a ring around the Apollo. Every stage had a ring. And that ring was to detonate or come apart and then ignite the next rocket uh, below them. Right. And, and so what happens is you see, you know, you see the, the stage break away and then all of a sudden the next rocket explodes, you know, boom, and it pushes them further out into space. Well, the whole thing is that um, we did that with no vacuum tubes, but just really dead circuitry, just systematically dead circuits. Okay. And the lunar module had as much control over it as a handheld calculator. Okay. So it had no memory, it had no memory whatsoever. And they would have to punch in a sequence of yeah. codes for it to actually react. And so what happens basically is we went to the moon with a slide rule and a couple of dead switches. Yeah. Okay. Ba basically um, the Zenith TV remote control technology is what NASA people were saying. Where exactly. we'd hit, hit those aluminum contacts and send out a wave, you know, activating certain things. Isn't that yeah. nutty? That's no that, nutty. That is crazy. And all that debris fell back to, you know, so-called falls back to earth and, and, and uh, just disintegrates. Okay, well, the weird thing about it is just a few years later, and I remember getting my first calculator. Yep. Uh, getting my first te Texas Instrument calculator. Texas Instruments, right. Okay, TI. And yep. I was being, I was just fascinated. I was just fascinated with that. And again, that has more uh, circuitry, not nanocircuitry, but circuitry than the lunar module. And so when people are driving a Tesla today, when you're driving in a Tesla, it is a spaceship. Just 
more or less just a spaceship. Everything there is a touch screen. Everything there is uh, electrical. There's there's no you know uh, gas propellants or anything like that. You just touch it and it kind of goes. Now more car, more and more cars you'll see Oldsmobile Lincoln Cadillac come out with that same type of dash to where you're yeah. just typing in your destination, boom 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 or whatever, and then the movie you want to watch, and then you'll be going down the road and it will drive your car for you and you'll just give it the destination point and boom, yeah. you'll go. So yeah. there is not, uh, between us and George Jetson, you know, there's not a lot of space left. We're almost right there. Yeah. And pretty soon your big rigs, your 18 wheelers are going to have the same, uh, the same, if not before we do, uh, they're going to have it and they're going to be delivering goods and services uh, over the road. Yeah. Without and drivers. Yeah. Drivers will either yeah. be sitting there as a monitor or there will be, they'll be empty, you know, yeah. So, so there's the key to Captain Dunzel because, uh, wow, good reference. Yeah. I don't, know, I don't know if a we, lot of people know what that is, but yeah. No, they're not going to guess what that is. But then again, you know, we've been on the sideline. We've created a reality where we can actually be on the sidelines. Well, um, yeah, we, we become obsolete, Captain Dunzel. Yeah, we become Dunzel. obsolete. We're yeah. obsolete. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. And, uh, you know, we're at a spare part that doesn't have any purpose. And, yep. and that's, and that's pretty frightening because uh, I came from a long line of people who did crazy explorer. They were explorers they were pioneers and everything they did, but at the same time uh, they were never obsolete. We, we always manufactured a reality that gave us a purpose, you know, right. uh, but now we're manufacturing a reality that has, that yeah, is, it, right. you know, we don't have, we don't belong to it anymore. Right. And when AI kicks in, like Elon Musk says, when it, it'll be the detriment to the human race. And I, and I'm saying there, yes, it will be because um, what we've created, like uh, V'ger, what we've created can be the seed of something that will come back to haunt us in 200 years or so and tell us that we're obsolete, you know, we're obsolete, we're the infection. And that's what a lot of people can't stand right now because they're, you're becoming the infection of the planet. You're becoming the right. infection of your own reality. And then that will have to be uh, terminated. Uh, Major Ed Dames once said, one time said, the earth is planning to get rid of it, is, is, fight, is going to fight back because we've polluted it and we've damaged it so bad. And that's probably true. That's why we have so many, uh, you know, ice sheets, and we have the ice age, we have you know, the thawing period, we have the ice age again, you know. So the earth has its way of, of keeping equilibrium and balance. Right. And that is the whole thing. It's uh, Mother Nature's climate. Is it, yeah, a Mother Nature. And, and our DNA may be the only relic that we have. Now, there's a lot of uh, scientists out now, now that can take a pond or a lake or whatever, and dip in a few uh, eyedroppers eye full of water mm -hmm. and check the DNA of every species of animal in that lake. So they can even find Bigfoot DNA in a, a, do, yeah. a pond yeah. or a lake. Yeah. Right. So imagine the ocean being a reservoir of every mm -hmm. piece of DNA in reality. So if you die in the sea, your DNA goes into the ocean. Okay, so one day, maybe, science fiction sort of thing, 
We can dip into the ocean a cup of water, get a cup of water out of the ocean and pour into a lab and say, oh, I've got all the DNA to make a human. Because humans don't most, exist anymore. Most, most science fiction has become science fact. Yeah. They, our oceans may be the only thing that will remember us. Because Crazy. after we... Yeah, after we've destroyed everything, moved on. Yeah. What's Nuts. left? Yeah. Well, let's let's plan on you coming back on the next Absolutely. show. I, I I'll really... have it. I'll have it better. Like I said, I just got out of the car. We I no, just ran man, down no, here. You so, you are so extraordinary. Just... Don't ever apologize, man. <laughs> Absolutely. The only thing and, is, I, yeah. and did I talk? Did I talk you into uh, doing more? Oh, paranormal yes. Zen? yes did. did I? Are you are you yeah. going to do some more? Uh, um, yeah, I'm going to do some more. I haven't had time yet, but. Um, you were supposed to Excellent. build me a website or something, and then somehow I'm supposed to email this to you. Uh, we can do it through. Yeah, I'm, guys... I'm when I get yeah. some uh, time uh, this weekend, I'm supposed to finally have some damn time to myself. Uh, you know, I'm going to build you a page on our network, and then uh, I'll give you a link and whatever you send over to me, or I can give you access. I can work on that, and then you can just yeah. whoosh, whoosh, I, upload. Yeah, uh, whatever I, it is you're doing. I had that thing. What was it called? I had that thing on my my desktop. It's a tumor. Our, yes, a tumor <laughs> is a, what it is. It's not a tumor. But I I've got uh, I've got I got something for that, but I've lost it now. But anyway, yeah, I will do that. We'll put together some more paranormal zins. We'll put together uh, maybe a couple more shows. Um, yeah. But yeah, definitely, uh, definitely. Let's let's keep this going and keep you know, but. The sad part is, is that I, uh, I'm going to say sad. I watch a lot of uh, several other people's uh, shows and they don't have any content really. They don't really, you know, sit there and really talk about stuff. They just kind of sit back and, you know, say I'm writing a book or this, that, the other. Right, but, right. you know, I have, uh, I, I, like I say, if you're writing a book, you don't have time to do research. So I'm constantly doing research and one day I'll sit down and run the book. Yeah, but, but you have you have you talk the talk you guys are content. far more exciting yeah you're far more exciting than you know with your style and it's kind of laid back than i yeah, am with absolutely. uh other shows so uh so we i can have more fun here so yep absolutely that's, well that's i great. like to hear that thank you we, we yeah we i'm just happy to see elmer i haven't seen Elmer I am too. forever i'm so, He's quiet, seen, but I, I haven't seen looks him. Like I haven't seen a Bob in there. He is too. He's all just kind of. He's laid up? back. Oh, What's up, bitches? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, that's how I roll up in it. Like, I, I'm just going to roll up at the Mothman Festival this year and be like, what up, sluts? I'm going to ready to rock and roll. I'll do that. <laughs> and, and, and Elmer, we might meet in person finally because I, I'm really going to try to bring the, the camper down and travel down and come down there and see you. Yeah. Well, if oh, they yeah. do it this year, you know, with the Rona and all that BS and. Well, I want to. I, I want to get that. It. I want to go to the Mothman Museum and order a pizza in that special room that says for Elmer only. Well, you know that's a special room that you know it has a certain throne you in there. Not right? just for pizza, is that what you're saying? That's right. Well, it's for Maybe the after maybe. effects of pizza. I mean, you oh, know, Lord. yeah, yeah. We'll get some. We'll get it's some decent the, pizza. It's the pizza recycling receptacle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, exactly. I just, I just can't. I just can't believe Jeff is selling those shirts for forty bucks. No, the, they're, they're not by Jeff. Jeff doesn't make those shirts. Oh, he, he just sells no. them there, right? Yeah, forty dollars for a shirt. Listen, when we when oh, we did Paracons, 
when we did Paracons and, and even doing tours, I know Francois wants to do, you know, shirts for the Henderson tour. And, uh, you know, you I know, told that, him, I, that, that'd be great to get like uh Dr. Lynch. If he wants to make a little trip, to do Lynch's army, Henderson. Lynch's army. Man, I'm telling you, <laughs> we can call it a Lynch mob. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, it, it's, it, it's our, it's our version of Lemp mansion here in Kelm. Yes. And, yeah, and, no. if, and if you go into wrestling, you can have the Lynch pin. Anybody? Oh, okay. Good. Now okay. the uh, the gentleman that runs that castle up there is he actually French or what's he is? He's from he's from uh, the cognac uh, area. Oh, he's good. he's one hundred percent American now. He loves. Oh. I mean, he's he's a good dude, and okay. um, he's he's got winery over in France with his family, uh, and also a clean energy uh, thing that he does over there. And then he runs the castle and a couple of different uh, things here. But uh, he's French. He's the one guy that told me the joke uh, at one time that uh, don't worry about it because the French hate everybody. He goes, hell, we even hate ourselves. So I had to I laugh. Mean, and and he's an easy I mean, going guy. He's I mean, easy going dude. Too. Yeah. Oh, he's good people and a fantastic chef. He's, he's cooked for oh, yeah. uh, Diana when she was alive. Um He's cooked for President Bush, a bunch of different famous people he's chefed for. And he's right here in Kalamazoo. We got him here. Not but. to mention the people that have stayed in the castle. The Dalai oh, yeah. Lama himself. Oh, I mean, Dalai Lama has yeah, been in that. There. Fred I mean, Royce it, had him there with a couple yep, of his monks. There's a room now called the Tibetan Room. So mm-hmm. I'd love to have you up. Cool place, oh, yeah. Man. Yeah, yeah I'd love to, love to come up. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm thinking more al- along those lines. I have a friend who's going to be a speaker down in Dallas at the Para Fest or Paracon down in Dallas, and I wanted to get that uh, on my calendar so I, I might be able to drive down there and see see him uh, do his uh, do his, uh, his speech. Yeah. yeah, whatever whatever yeah. he does. Yeah, and he's a pretty cool guy. And but you know, I understand you if you don't do the same old thing you want to get to something else then you go with demons possession right stuff like that and mm-hmm. that's what i have other friends that do mm-hmm. um i'm the explorer i don't find a lot but i explore a great deal and what i do find i really find you know fascinating and like there was a this archaeologist said um 90 90% of what an archaeologist does is dig in the dirt and the ten percent is exactly what they find, and that's a, that's their whole life is ten percent yeah. of their entire yeah. career. There's there's a phrase about you know you know ninety nine percent of what you do out there is found by accident. Oh yeah, um, the you light know, bulb. people are looking for one thing. Yeah, yeah, the light bulbs um, for one for instance. Love to have yeah. you up. Um, I want to yeah. go through a I'm couple sorry. things, Bob, before you end the show. Um, yeah. I want to thank uh, again our sponsor, Henderson Castle. Go to hendersoncastle.com, please. Check them out. We do historic ghost tours hosted by yours truly of the Southern Michigan Paranormals. And uh, need to get Bob up there to come out to one of the shows with me when he's got a night off. Bob and I have investigated the place. Oh, yeah. uh, Bob and I uh, together run the Southern Michigan Paranormal Night Stalkers. That's our paranormal group. Bob's been at this since, what, 93? And I've been kind of, what are you throwing your hands up? People could see you. He's like, yeah, whatever. I, I've been here, man. I was here when it started. <laughs> Um, and so, uh, we want to thank gun barrel coffee as always another one of our friends and sponsors. Uh, we're waiting Jill- for a nice cup of coffee. 
I am. I got a bag for you. I'll bring it to your house. I swear to God, you all get coffee. All right, for the love of God, do I got to throw a Chris Look, Farley yeah, thing up here? If you want to be a guest on our show, you get free coffee. You get free coffee. All right, I'll do that. Okay, I'm, I'm okay, guys. Hold on. I'm over here laughing. Have you anybody seen Talladega Nights? Yes. Oh yeah, Ricky Bobby. You remember yeah. the? You remember the ta- like the dinner scene? When it was yes. like, yes. Lord, thank you for Taco Bell, yeah. or one of our yep. sponsors. Hallelujah. <laughs> and pray the baby, little baby Jesus. Baby <laughs> Jesus. Baby Jesus, thank you for gun barrel coffee. <laughs> um, another thing I want to talk about, if uh, any of you out there listening decide to you, you want to uh, check something out in July, July 10th, we're doing Frankenfest. That's right. You heard it, Frankenfest in Lansing, Michigan. Um, Southern Michigan Paranormal Night Stalkers are the hosted, uh, I guess, spotlighted a uh, paranormal group that are going to be hosting inside uh, the, uh, oh, geez, what's it called? The Dade Mansion? I'm probably getting the damn name wrong. Uh, there's a historic mansion in there in uh, Lansing, Michigan, that we are going to be inside of uh, showing you what we do. Uh, this is going to have well over 70 people indoors and outside showing their wares, and it's kind of themed around Bob's favorite thing and my favorite thing, Universal yeah. Monsters, Frankenfest. That's why it's oh, got yeah. the title. Um, and so Elmer's favorite thing, too, man. Oh, if you can come up for that, make, Elmer. You make, make it up, Elmer. I'll put you up, man. We're going to bring the camper. We're bringing the camper over. When is that? When is that? Is when July is that? 10th, Franken. July, uh, July 10th. Yeah. Lansing, Michigan. Frankenfest. If you come up, Dr. Lynch, I will make sure you have a room somewhere. Absolutely. I'll take care of you. I think you have coffee. I think the ice will thaw. <laughs> Shut up about the coffee. All right, I'll make sure you got coffee for the love of God. He, he's, he's just saying getting coffee. You ain't getting no damn cup. He will get some coffee. <laughs> I'll, I will make sure he's got a, a gun barrel coffee mug to go with it too. Um, uh, what was going to tell you guys? Um, oh, uh, that's all right. I I'm sorry. I I forgot what I was going to tell you. Speaking engagements, or uh, I know you're. Yeah, um, tell us where everybody Texas can find you. To, oh, um, oh, yeah, there no, you go. I'm just really on Facebook. You can check me out on Facebook. You can check me out on uh, YouTube. Uh, I've done a couple of shows lately, not like yours, you know, more formal and stuff like that. And then that's, uh, but I watch uh, a lot of uh, guys do shows like this. And, you know, you guys are, you guys are on top of it. I mean, you, you're, you have the current information, you have how it kind of fits in the reality and things like that. I think that's, very insightful. It's very, it's very important. Like I said last time, you want to create something that's going to help the field. And if you find a need, you know, fill that need. And that's, uh, that's the main thing about it. I, I've been around a lot of people and a lot of people are just users, you know, give me a yep. piece of equipment, yep. I'll use it, oh, you know, right. but yep. they don't develop it. They don't see how uh, it applies to their to what they're doing, and I see a lot of guys running around with uh, bits and pieces that cost you know two three hundred bucks. Yeah, they don't understand the science behind. And it. there's no yeah, they don't have any clue in the science. And uh, a whole nother show, huh? God, oh yeah. man, we could go into this for a whole nother show. Oh, yeah. But anyway, I just want to I just want to thank you guys for your you know your uh, open style. And it's, it's not so it's not so congested or that's, that's a nice that's a nice but, way of saying I, I yeah. enjoy your it's, I enjoy your absolutely. train wreck. <laughs> <laughs> your company, it's like a bunch of guys sitting around a table drinking some beer and just talking yeah. about things. Um, the one of the best shows I ever listened to was uh, some guys out of Springfield, Missouri. They did a they did a podcast 
and they were ghost hunters. That's how it got started. Then later, after a while, it started it started to deteriorate into, do you know what my wife said to me today? That I should sell all this equipment and blah, 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 blah. You oh, know, they, they, and I just said, okay, well, I'll stop listening now. But uh, me and Bob never heard that before. Yeah. Oh, no. Like you never heard that before. <laughs> right. All nighters away let from me, home. And let, let me tell you, Lou Gentilly, when, when Lou Gentilly was still uh, out. Yeah. Uh, I, I know Lou know, Gentilly. Yeah, his wife. His wife came down to his basement while he was oh. on the air and demanded that <laughs> I, he. St- I remember that. I think I remember stop. that. It's right. like you never purchased me a bread maker. That's oh, why I'm yeah. so. It's like a bread maker. He's <laughs> wow. he's a pioneer in in online radio. Yeah, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. And, and so I I spent six hundred dollars and. Yeah, I spent six hundred bucks and sent him a bread maker. I, I said, I, I feel <laughs> so sorry for you. you. Got him out of yeah, trouble. I sent him some money. What, what everybody yeah. didn't know was yeah. was the neighbor was already getting her a bread maker and a little bit more than that. All right, <laughs> oh right, lord, right. Right. yeah, yeah. So anyway, the milk was coming on on time. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I've like I said, you know, I've heard every excuse in the world, but it, you got to let a guy do his do his thing, and this is yeah, you know this absolutely. is our thing. This is my thing. It's an outlet, and uh, I I. Why like we said, wanted you um, on. That's why we want you part of the team. We'd like to have you it, on, even yeah, just doing your like, thing on the network. It's like you get, you I have agree. great information. At least I'm just going to say that. But thanks for oh, being yeah. on the program, and we'd oh, like to have you. you back. But this is Bob's show. So I got to let him close out the show. It's, him and Elmer has this thing. It's Elmer's. It's Elmer's show. My show. Your show, Dan. Keep Elmer, it on yeah. the sky. And happy hauntings, man. Take care. <laughs> thanks for listening. I want to believe you. Yeah, thanks thanks for for joining us, everybody. Thank you you very much. much. Thank you. Yeah, good night. Good night. And one last thing here at the end of the show, we want to have everybody understand our disclaimer that uh, opinions and views shared on this program are those of the hosts and the guests and not necessarily those of other hosts and guests who appear on this network. We also want to thank our sponsors again, HendersonCastle.com and GunBarrelCoffee.com. You've had uh, the rest. Drink the best gun barrel coffee thanks for joining us on i want to believe radio right here on the one and only michigan 69 podcast network and the paranormal now network live radio one unrestricted radio and our facebook pages everybody have a good night